Yes, yes, yes. Peace to the people. We back. Episode three. We moving along, brother. We moving right along. That's right. That's right. Black coffee. No sugar, no cream. I'm Kenneth Jinx. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? Man, peaceful. It's a good day. I tell you, I'm enjoying the wonderful weather. Things are no complaints. How about yourself? I mean, I can't complain, but hey, you know, we on a diet in the Jenkins household, all of us. <laughs> so you know, man, when when uh, you get those foods that's supposedly good for you, that good for you, but not good to you. <laughs> We all just kind of in a bad mood, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, me and the me and the kids, you know, we 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 trying to work it out. We trying to work it out. Yes, sir. So, you know, but just stay flexible with it. Most definitely. Just stay flexible with it, and uh, you know, people say don't be too hard on yourself. At the same time, don't be too easy on yourself. But you know, you know your own balance. But you know what 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 kills me? Mm-hmm. You know you can you can food is a food is a drug. Yes. You know it it really can make you happy, make you sad. You eat it when you're happy. You eat it when you're sad. Mm-hmm. It's different than alcohol, drugs. You know, when you when you when you when you have to rid yourself of that, you just don't do it no more. But when but when it's food, you have to become more disciplined. You have to mm-hmm. you really can't live without food. Yeah, you can take a bunch of vitamins and protein shakes, mm-hmm. but you gotta have food. You got to have food. Yes, sir. Just in moderation, that's all. But uh but other than that. We doing good over here. Good. That's real good. I love yeah. Y'all, y'all are good family. You know, and that's good. You know, it's family. Male, female, children. Husband, <laughs> wife, children. Right. <laughs> exactly. I know that's going to be a show, you know, by itself at some point in time. You know, right. You know. Right you? now, that's where we are. You know, so it's going to be interesting when we get on that subject. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my son, he he having a rough week. My my eight year old, live can opening, mm. but um, we getting through it. You know, he 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 on the spectrum, so you know he he done had a rough couple of days. So mm-hmm. I won't I won't go into it, but mm-hmm. just gotta just gotta be there for him, and you know we we gonna get into it, mm-hmm. but. It was a lot that went on last week. Yeah, it's busy. I mean, it's it's getting started. It stay busy. Yes, sir. We'll yeah. Tonight. You know, I, I I really wanna. I really, you a unique individual. Uh-oh. And I really wanna. Let the people. Get to know you. Okay. Um. But. It was some 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 bad news that happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. 
You know, we had a shooting on campus. And I don't want to get into too many details Mm -hmm. and be a chatty patty. (laughs) Man, that's that Dame Dash. (laughs) He was on the Breakfast Club and he he called he called Charlemagne a chatty patty. But uh, you know, cause why? I mean, what happened? It's kind of keep me up, cause well, he asked him. He asked him. Charlemagne asked him some questions. Okay. Um, you know, Dame and Jay Z, they they, you know, they helped form Rockefeller Records, so they had a nice little run. Okay. And so they ended, you know, it 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 ended, and they broke up pretty much. Okay. And they went their separate ways, and so you know, when Dame Dash does interviews, he always gets asked about Rockefeller. Oh, okay. And Jay Z in particular. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I think it has something to do with um, Jay-Z having some type of encounter with somebody with the feds or something like that. And and Dame was just like, you know, I don't talk to the to those people. And, you know, Charlemagne was kind of just saying, if you're not in that life, if you're not doing anything, anything illegal like that, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. You know, you stay away from the feds when you're not, you know, when you're doing that type of activity that warrants you to stay away from them. So he was just like, you know, I'm not speaking on another man. That's chatty patty, you know, so it it was was funny. (laughs) But but like I said, I don't want to really get into too many particulars because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was out. You know, I Uber drive. That's my hustle. So I I knew it was a party. I think it was a Sigma party. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I picked up some girls and they told me, you know, it was two packed. They wasn't trying to get in. Um, So they they went home. So I'm out hustling, picking people up. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, I go go down, you know, at the scene. Mm -hmm. And it's about 15, 20, now about about 10 to 12 squad cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, two girls get shot, not killed, Mm -hmm. but shot, Mm -hmm. and I guess Monday they pick up a young man, and from what I've gathered, Mm -hmm. it was a campus party, Mm -hmm. but townies, you know, was, you know, Townies got shot. Townies allegedly did the shooting. Oh, okay. So when I when I when I want to bring it all back, mm. you're not from here. Not originally. Right, not originally. You've been here a while. Yeah, been here a good while. And it was interesting. How how how'd you get? How how did <laughs> what how how did you get here? And what wow. made you stay? Why did I stay in Champaign, Urbana, the pain? Man, you're going to take me back to the old Club Sierra days. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know, Club Sierra was a spot on, on Cunningham going right. towards Rantu. Right, right. You know, another black establishment that is no longer wow. here. That's interesting, though, because originally I'm from Mississippi. 
and uh, I went in the Air Force, and uh, where was I coming from? I started out in Texas, and I went to Italy, and when I was in Italy, I came to Las Vegas and Korea, went to visit Japan, came back to Korea, went to New Jersey, and then I went to, uh, yeah, ended up Chanute, in Chanute Air Force Base because they were closing the base back in 1990, I want to say 92, 93, they were closing the base. So um, they had this uh, program where since they were closing the base, they were offering uh, classes and I think it was JTPA, some kind of program they were putting together, Joint Training Partnership Act, something like that. So I went to Parkland and uh, ended up getting my business administration degree and ended up getting my real estate license. And uh, I tried that for maybe a day, maybe a day, maybe two days down in Rand too, you know, with uh, Miss Ruth Weathersby and uh, uh, Patty Bash and Tom Hayes, I got my real estate license through Century 21. But my passion was cutting hair. So I wanted to do what I like to do. When I was in the military, I cut hair, and that was horrible. Yeah. Nobody let me cut their hair. They wouldn't even let me wow. touch their hair. So I got started because I was like, look, I'll give you a dollar. Let me line it up for you. So I would pay people a dollar, and they would let me line their hair up. And that was it. Listen, people, listen, <laughs> listen. I paid them a dollar, so I had a long line of people that I pay a dollar, and they would let me line their hair up. I had so many people, you know, waiting to get uh, a lining, and me pay them a dollar, and so I'm like, you know what, man, I ain't paying nothing. And they were like, look, forget it. You ain't got to pay me nothing. I'll pay you $3. Just line it up, because by then, I had gotten better, and I was so good now until they paid me $3, $4 just for a lining. Next thing you know, boom, 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 I was making more cutting hair than I was, you know, getting whatever military was giving me. Mm. So I was banking that, and I was just, man, cutting hair, black, white, or candy stripe. It didn't matter who it was. I just cut any kind of hair with the comb, with the wet, everything. I didn't care. So after I got, like, super good cutting, like, damn, like every day, and then I was on a training base, they always needed haircuts. So I started off, you know, cutting, hey, whatever. Everybody else was cutting. I cut half. My line was so long, I'm like, no, I got to cut. I mean, I'm going to charge you the same thing everybody else charged. And then I did that. I got more and more and more and more customers, and I couldn't even handle them. Then, since they were coming over, I'd go buy uh, Little Debbie snack cakes, you know, the big pack, you know, the, right, I had right, the, right. The, the, the crunches, right. and all, whatever them things. I buy them out of pack, and it cost me close to nothing. You know, I was selling them for, you know, a dollar, two dollars. They was buying them, you know. And I didn't have good sense. This was years ago, you know, so I, alcohol, you know, I buy it by the fifth or whatever it was. And then I give shots like a club. They can come next thing you know. I was, you know, getting more money, giving shots, making rum and coke and chips and cutting hair. Mm. So you look up. I'm like, man, okay, now I'm, I'm making double what I was making my military. You know, there's so many people just back to back to back to back to back. But anyway, base finally closed. Everything shut down. And that's why I say I tried to do something else, real estate, uh, sell real estate. After two days of that, you know, they sit me in the office and trying to go out and find people. To you know, sell their house, and I'm a black man in Rand too. So when the whole industry was pretty much older white females, their husbands were working, and then they were, whether they, whether they made money or not, they were comfortable. So the industry is pretty saturated with uh, older white women. 
because it's white women selling houses to white women. The men just had to pay for it. So mm. I just thought I, I can't compete with that. Right. You know, especially we're not even 10, 15 percent of the population in Rantou. In Champaign, we ain't what, 12, 13 percent of the population. And, you know, us buying houses, we confined to this little small area here. So that didn't work out too good. So I just started going, like you said, around with, uh, I made me some cards that said T-Cuts. The letter T-Cuts, T-Cuts. I had my phone number on that, 217-390-1675. So <laughs> I would go out and I'd have pictures of my, you know, I had Polaroid. You know my old Polaroid camera? Yeah, you was Polaroid. a walking Instagram <laughs> in 95. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you know, everything just kind of took off from there. I would show people the cuts, show the picture, and then I started hooking them up. And uh, on top of that, at the time, finger waves were popular, so I'd do finger waves and I'd do cutting. So from the neck up, people paid me $20, $25, $30 sometime, man, when, when haircuts was like $10, $8. All right. And I, would, uh, I wanted to be exclusive, so I started doing... Um, one person at a time. You got a 30-minute slot. So when you come in, it just be you at the same time, every Friday, same time. So when the people came in at 7.30, 8 o'clock, every Friday they came in at the exact same time. And I'd cut them about 20 minutes, spend about five, six minutes in between cuts, the next person come in. So they would see the same person coming and the same person going. It was comfortable because they didn't have to spend, you know, two hours waiting on a cut or I can't get you because somebody came in or something happened. So that's what really helped me to really get on the map, man, as far as cutting hair. Hurt my hand one day, and I realized, like, man, I tried to cut with my left hand. I realized I couldn't just transfer that type of uh, skill from one hand to the next. It's kind of like writing. You can write with your right hand, but you try to write with your left hand and see what happens. See if you can write the same right. you know, level of uh, proficiency using the, the same dexterity. It's not going to happen. You have to you know, train yourself. So. My hand like that, I'm like, man, I can't really do it the same way. And that kind of shocked me into some reality. I'm like, man, this is not even a business. This is a, like a job. It employs just me, one person. So if something happens to me, everything shut down. So after that, I'm like, okay, what can I do that I can set up where I can do it, you know, one time or set it up, and all I have to do is check on it every now and then. So whether I'm sick, I don't feel good, or my hands don't work, I still need to have some kind of money coming in, you know, because it really scared me. Right. So, and here I am now, in a, like a nutshell, but I came here through the military and I stayed, you know. Ended up getting married and uh, got a bunch of children. And now I live out in Dewey, Illinois. You know, and I tell people, like, yeah, I live in Dewey. They're like, what? You live in Dewey? You know Illinois? Dewey I don't. I mean, I've heard of it because I'm a. I'm a townie myself, yeah. but I mean, I can make the correlation. Uh, a young man from Mississippi, yeah, you can see it living in Dewey. Like, don't surprise me. Yeah, I don't think it really surprised anybody because you know people say, "Man, you live out there with them white people." Like, no, 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 no. Hold on, now, hold on. I'm not out there. Like, I'm not out there living with them. I just live out there. Right. Ain't a big deal. I just, you know, I live out there. When I hear about somebody shooting in Champagne or, you know, 
something else. Only shooting our heads. Somebody might be shooting a deer or a squirrel or, you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you stay? Mm, what made me stay in Champaign? My first roommate was Julian Olds. You know Julian Olds? I think so. Julian Olds was manager at uh, O'Brien Auto Group. Okay. Auto, yeah, Auto Group out there. And uh, we got our first um, apartment together at Hessel Park, 1703A Valley Road, Hessel Apartments. And we stayed there for a while. He ended up, you know, he hooked up with, you know, got married and he moved out. And then my second roommate was Steve Jeffries. You know Steve Jeffries. Steve Jeffries, like the number one, you know, HMFIC over at uh, the O'Brien Group. He sold more cars than anybody. They still talking about Steve Jeffries. Just move, you know. So it's amazing how you know you you know one thing lead to another. You may not plan on being at a place, but man, time goes by fast. Yeah. You know, you look up, and we already like February. Yeah. Two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Man, please. And it, man, the hot boy, shh, please. Look, in the house that you bought for me, that you let me buy back from your own contract because my credit was just shot. <laughs> we did that for how long? Oh, five. How oh, many seven. years? How many years? We got it in 05. You took it over in 2010. You got it off from under me in 15. About 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. I'm, I'm just making a reference to how time flies. I had no idea I was going to need you to carry that for 10 years. It's supposed to be maybe a year, maybe two years, or three years. That's almost unheard of. That's, I mean, man, I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. I really, really appreciate no, I'm, that. Yeah, man, it's... Wow. But, but, but here's what I want to... Last week, we talked about shithole countries. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've, I've been... I've been guilty of calling Champagne a shithole city. Okay. I always say, Ed Kelly used to work at Channel 3, tall speech. Okay, speech now I don't know Parkland. him now, so you got to kind of real he quick taught, bring me up. He taught speech at Parkland. Okay. And we used to do these impromptu speeches mm-hmm. for extra credit. Mm-hmm. And... You want you want to get some extra points. Mm-hmm. You you come up to the front of the class. He give you a topic, mm-hmm. and you got like two to three minutes to speak on the topic. Mm-hmm. I get up. I'm I'm trying to you know Ed was a good professor. You know that's one thing I say about Parkland. Anna Wall Scott and Kel, like yeah, they had Scott. great professors. Mm-hmm. So Ed said, "What makes a good city?" Okay. And you know, I was talking about the look and mm-hmm. um, people, of course. And so then, after you, you know, give you a little, give you a little spill. He kind of, mm-hmm. you know, give you some pointers. Mm-hmm. So then he opened it up to the class. Mm-hmm. And the first thing somebody, and, and the guy was older. Mm-hmm. You know, in community college, you got them 40, 50-year-olds out there. Yes, sir. Going back to school, you know. Yes, sir. 
So it was a 40-year-old, 40, 40, 50-year-old man, and he the first thing he said was a large body of water. Hmm. That makes that's the first thing that makes a great city. Mm. And when you look at all the places that you probably love to go, mm-hmm. they got a large body of water. Mm. Come on, man. Don't tell me I'm you thinking, don't, I'm thinking, don't tell I'm thinking, me. I'm thinking, I'm don't thinking. tell me you get off the damn Rhine, take the the Lakeshore Drive Navy exit. Pier. And it don't feel like the first time when you see it. Every time. Now, you know what? You're right. I love I just Lake Shore. Man, I love cruising down Lake Shore. You're right. I, I love Don't just tell South me Shore. you go to Los Angeles and go down the PCA, the Pacific Coast Highway. Yes, sir. And damn near run off the road just looking at the mountains and the ocean. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Same thing Biloxi, down in Mississippi. Exactly. You know what? I didn't think about that, but that makes... A large by the Statue of Liberty. You know, when you're in New York City, the what's that? The Hudson. You got to take a ferry to get to the Statue of Liberty. Wow, a large body of water. Florida. That's good. Yeah. You got your beaches. Yeah. New Orleans got yeah. your Gulf. Right. Mm. Decatur, they got the lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't saying Decatur ain't a <laughs> shit old. You know it stank. <laughs> Man, Edgar, I, you know, Edgar, hey, Edgar, 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 go, Edgar gonna listen to Edgar this and call me. Shout out to Edgar Brummett. Yeah, Edgar Brummett, for real. Aaron Miner, he, I mean, he was in Decatur. They got a lake, though. Edgar live on the lake. <laughs> he does? Yeah. I need to visit Edgar. He went, he went back home and got him a house on the lake. Man. Large body of water. I didn't think about that. History. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Character. That makes sense because I got water behind my house. The San yeah. Lamont River. Yeah. Character. Yeah. What sets your city apart that no other city has? Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm. of course, people, mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to bring it everything back together, mm-hmm. you from Mississippi. Yes, sir. You came, you stayed. Yeah. You know, Reggie's from down south. Reggie Jones. I think he's in Memphis or somewhere in Tennessee, somewhere down south. But Memphis got Mississippi River, I think. Yeah. Sure Memphis. Do. Yeah, I think you had to go over the Mississippi River. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that large body of water thing. So it's champagne and shithole. Well, let me ask you this. And and and, and would that have anything to do with now, the, now, the shooting now what did, in the townies and the? Uh, uh, but that's what I'm saying. The opportunity. Collide. Yeah. The opportunity. That's where I was tying it back in. Mm. Mm. People don't allegedly shoot people. When they got opportunity. Mm. That makes sense. What's going up? Hotels. Yeah. Apartment, apartment buildings, buildings. Yeah. And restaurants. That's right. You're That's exactly it. Right. Yeah. But what's the curriculum mm. in schools? 
preparing you for college. Yeah. So you 22, 23, at a Sigma house, allegedly, mm -hmm. trying to get into a party that's too crowded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What makes a good city? Character. Mm -hmm. Things that no other city has. Your city has. Stands mm -hmm. alone that no other city has. Yeah, it's cool. We got Portillo's. Mm -hmm. But Portillo's in Chicago, that ain't character. Yeah. That ain't, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's cool. We got Giordano's at the mall. But that's, you know. Mm. You see uh, South Neal Oberweiss. Remember we was at the Custard Cup one day? Yeah. And I'm in line, we in line, and I said, you know what, brother, I think I have some ice cream better than this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, people in front, people, they, I, I thought maybe I, 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 I done man. stood in line and said, fire! Man, and Jollins, please. Custard cup? <laughs> you talking about and it was overwise, and yep. now they bringing one here. Yeah. No character. Mm. No opportunity. That makes a difference. Why did you stay? Mm. Mississippi's a challenging place. Oh, man. I forgot. When I was in Mississippi, first, why did I leave? Okay, why did you leave? Because I had to leave first. Man, I'm in Mississippi. I'm working three jobs. Man, I'm working at the Bombay Bicycle Club. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, I ain't know it was up here, but I, I'm working at the Bombay Bicycle Club. I'm bussing tables, and uh, whatever tips that the waitress decided to give me, you know, plus you know, more than less than minimum wage. Uh, I'm working at Keesler Air Force Base, and I'm working at Wendy's Hamburgers. Mm. With uh, oh my God, I can tell you, I'm working with uh, common denominator. You you went you got up and got it. Oh yeah. News oh, man. flash. Yes, sir. And, and the reason I went to the military because I've been giving up three jobs for one at one job. It wasn't so much like, you know, I'm serve my country, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do oh, that, yeah. sacrifice my no wasn't that. I wanted to get out of Mississippi, and I wanted to uh, only have one job instead of three jobs. Because, you know, when you're working, you know, minimum wage on this job, minimum wage on that job, and minimum wage on that job, or, you know, just maybe just a little bit more than minimum wage, you know, you're burning time. Just burning it, burning it, and burning it. And uh, I had to get out of there first, so the train that was leaving that was going to take me to a better place was, you know, the Air Force. So I didn't care, you know, what I did in the Air Force. I just wanted to get out of Mississippi, get out of Biloxi. It was a body of water, but I wanted a, be a better opportunity. And I knew, based on my skill set, I wasn't going to be able to do it. There wasn't no casinos back then. Right, that's why I was just getting ready to say it wasn't what it is now no. then. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that, you know. So after that, going into the military, then I didn't mind wherever I was to make the best of it. Because when you come from, you know, humble beginnings, then you can make the best out of it no matter where you are. So, you know, Illinois just kind of crept up on me. My sister was born in Cook County Hospital. Mm. We stayed in Chicago for a while. Oh, wow. You know, so she was born there. So I was born in Mississippi. She was born in Cook County Hospital. And then my uh, other brother was born in, back in Mississippi. My mom, so Mississippi and, my mom was born in Cook County. Yeah, right there. So we've been, you know, kind of moving around yeah. our whole lives. I, I've lived here longer than I have lived right, right, anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So things just start happening. When you start creating opportunities or making things happen, you know, like 
like a chicken or a chicken or a bird or something laying an egg, you know, you sit on that egg, you nurture it, you nurture it, and you know, you develop it, and you sit on it because you want to see the fruits of your labor. So once it starts growing, developing, plus, man, when I start cutting hair, I'm to me, I'm making a killing cutting hair. And then uh, I'm not going to leave in the middle of that. And plus, you know, once I start doing, touching the little real estate here, and I got a taste of it, now's a, I mean, here's a better place than anywhere else. No matter where you go, it's the principle, the people, and the process that you use will determine whether or not you'll be successful. So this is a good, you know, just good a place as any. I didn't want to go to Chicago because I didn't want to live. It's not open enough for me. I want some trees. You know, I want to smell some cows. I want to smell some chicken. You know, I, I want some. Uh, right, right. I want to stretch out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even at the house on Beach Street, I got all kind of stuff in the yard, you know, just stuff. It's just a Mississippi thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, so you find somebody else in Mississippi, they may have some old washing machine on the porch, you know, old baby doll heads in the yard, and they may not see it. But somebody else is like, man, what y'all get this mess up? <laughs> <laughs> You know. I wonder is my neighbor from Mississippi. She <laughs> like, you know, I live on the corner, but we got a, a lady, you know, I think she she's in the law. Yeah. And she goes to Prairie Gardens every Saturday. Mm -hmm. She got a bins and she just stacks the bins up with stuff. yard stuff. Yeah, stuff. And it's just in the yard. Yep, just I wonder stuff. is she from the south? Stuff. And you know, being from Mississippi, man, you know, it's not like being up north. Up north. It's amazing the resource people can people can find stuff. Yeah. You know, you can find stuff very resourceful up in the city. Whereas in Mississippi, if you bought a Ford truck, then more than likely all your trucks gonna be Ford. Yeah. And that truck break down, you're gonna park it over there and you're gonna use parts off that truck to make sure the rest of the, your Ford trucks work. He's just a Ford man or you're a Chevy man. But stuff was just be there and then you just wouldn't see it because you had land, you had space. You know, so it's not like, you know, the further you get up to Chicago, you have less and less and less and less land until you get so far up there. You have no land. Yeah. And then you start going straight up. And I didn't want to do that. Nah. That doesn't. I, I mean, nah. I'm, I'm on the 40th floor, 50th floor, 60th floor, fifth floor. Man, I mean, what can you do? You can't go out and play, you know, that kind of stuff. So I like champagne. A lot of good people in champagne. It is a lot of good people. Oh, man, please. Champagne is just good places in it. And I learned that it's not where where you are. It's who you are and what you do. I need that. Because I really, you know, contrary to popular belief, me, me, and, me and Brother Timothy, we, we go back and forth. We send links. We text. Mm -hmm. We talk. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we do our due diligence before we get in here and record. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't tell him how I, the angle I was going to take. But I, I did want to tie, tie it in locally. I don't think we've done that, you know, H&M, mm -hmm. you know. And by the way, H&M is coming to the mall. Um, they just announced that today. So we're going to really? get an H&M. So I will go out there and look for a... Coolest monkey in the jungle sweatshirt. <laughs> I doubt you find But uh, <laughs> you know, but um, my my whole thing was just to really bash champagne. So I'm, I mean, I'm glad you have this perspective. Mm -hmm. Now I am born and raised mm -hmm. 
I'm born and raised, so my perspective is different. Mm -hmm. I see things that have changed that I don't think suits the townie. I think the townie needs to leave and see something else and then maybe have a different perspective when they come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How that's going to happen? I don't know. Because there are some people that's in Champagne right now that have never left Champagne County. Do you believe that? Sure. They've never left Champagne County. So what does that do? You know, how does that broaden your perspective or your mind or your vision if you've always been in the same place? It's kind of like you know having tunnel vision. If this is, if this is all you've known. More than likely, this will be all your children know, all their children know, all their children know. So it's not so much the place as, as, as much as it is redefining ourselves. Right. So as we, re, as we redefine ourselves, we'll find more, you know, in ourselves that we have to mine or cultivate or develop. So it doesn't matter where we are. It's what we do with what we have. Right, because we got, a, we got a lot of people from Champaign that's done went to Atlanta. Oh, I'm moving to Atlanta. Get to Atlanta. And you got to understand, you got Spellman, Morehouse, Clark. Yes, sir. Georgia Tech, Georgia State. Mm -hmm. They got them corporate jobs. And, you know, uh, what, 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 what's the mall? Linux with, with the high-end stuff we was talking about. Yes, sir. Then you get down there and, and don't have no skills. See. Then you bring your ass right back here. And do what? Try to get it back to the same bullshit you was on. Excuse my French. This what? ain't going over FCC airwaves. Yes, sir. So you're right. Thank you for the perspective. Man, it sounds like a resource center opposed to a plantation. Yeah. It depends on how you use it and how you define it. It's how you use it, you know? You could look at it as, man, I'm on this plantation. No, it's a resource center. Cause, Cause, a young man that that got arrested, mm -hmm. you know, it hit home for me. I don't know him. Mm -hmm. I know who he is. Mm -hmm. He's a bat. He was a former basketball player. Okay, wasn't too bad. Mm -hmm. And it really. The reason why I was so excited and I'm I'm really excited about this podcast and is because I'm a sports guy. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> the older I get, the the more my my perspective and in my in in the message I want to convey is not doesn't have, I don't want to be in that lane. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you know I'm getting you know I'm getting text messages and from people that that want to you know rock with us in the future. And mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I know sports is gonna come up, and mm -hmm. I know you, you know you might have to be a a, a, a fly on the wall. No, a, a, <laughs> a, a, some type of host, a mediator, or something. <laughs> but um, I just think that. We signing a deal with the devil, mm. and what I mean by that, and I got, and I borrowed that term from from a show, uh, Thirty for Thirty, mm -hmm. um, 
real good team, Ingleside. You know, Morningside Five, Inglewood, Morningside High School. Mm-hmm. Five starters, all Division One prospects. They running through the biggest, the large school classification in California. Went undefeated. They all juniors. Mm-hmm. One state coming back as seniors. They supposed to do it again. Everybody has all these pro aspirations, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the brothers said. Man, we signed a deal with the devil because mm. if we don't make it, we left with nothing. And mm. what and and what he meant by that, I knew exactly what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. We were so good, we was running through everybody. Mm-hmm. Even if this team had a pro prospect or this team had a division, when you played Ingleside High, we smacking you. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce, Baron Davis, pros looking up to these dudes. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul Pierce has just finished an illustrious NBA career. Baron Davis has had a a ballyhooed NBA career. Mm -hmm. They looking up to these dudes, and they didn't make it. Why not? And so when the guy said, we signed it. It's like signing a deal with the devil. If you don't make it, you left with nothing. So what happens with those who don't make it? Where they, are they? You got people, man. He should have been in the league. Or he should have did this. Or he should have did that. Or you got the haters. Oh, they they was they was they was they was the ish. You know, back in the day, but you know they just like us now. That's what he meant. Wow. You left with nothing. But there are only so many spots. There's only so many spots. And not even, let's not even talk about the NBA. Let's bring it back to this alleged shooter. Okay. Mm. He go to Urbana. He's mm-hmm. six, three, mm-hmm. wiry kid, potential, mm-hmm. raw, untapped, with a little work, probably could have went to somebody's college Mm -hmm. but it came to a point allegedly Mm -hmm. where man there's too many people in this party you gotta go and then you get back to champagne it wasn't enough. I don't and 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 don't give me I I like I said I don't want to be a chatty patty. <laughs> I'm just theorizing. Uh-huh. It wasn't enough for him to man. Let me just turn around and and go to the crib or mm-hmm. call a chick and see what's up or is no matter what, you know, I don't know. Somebody bumped on me, or or this this yeah, this Sigma, how did, how did or this student from huh? I'm what sorry. Happened? How did it jump off? What, what I it? don't know. I don't want to be. You know, we can't be chatty patties. I guess. Okay. You know, I don't okay. know. I, I don't I know. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just generalizing. Like it's you. a campus party. Okay. It's a campus party. Mm-hmm. I'm Uber driving. I pick up some girls from the same party that said it's too packed at mm-hmm, the Sigma house. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
they they telling me that's mm-hmm. the it's too packed. It ain't smoked out. Let's keep the, you know. Hey, one thirty two o'clock. Yeah, they gonna spark up the weed. Yeah. It's a house party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They went home. Mm-hmm. And then you read in the paper. Two girls get shot. Then Monday, they done picked up a, a local kid. Brother, $5 million bond. And he didn't, and they're not dead. Wow. $5 million? $5 million. Well, That's a statement. I mean, you know. Wow. They saying don't come here and mess with our children. Don't come on this campus. That's what I'm saying. Messing with these children. What did I what did I text you when campus and townies collide? Yeah. Wow. Character. Downtown, they got the shooting in the air. Mm. But you said make the best of it. You make the best of where you're from. You make the best of where you're from. I needed that perspective. Yeah, you. I mean, you. I mean, once you get to a place where you're comfortable, you know, like I tell my children, look, they say they bored. I'm like, listen, I don't ever get bored. Bored has to do with your thinking. And if you're comfortable in your thinking, then you're not attracted to anything to want to do something. There's always something to do. You just have to look within yourself. To mind, you know, you look, you know, if you won't go, it's just not sitting on the surface. You got to go get it. You got to go dig for it, which means it takes work, force times distance. You got to apply a force over a distance to reap the benefits. So if you don't want to be anything, this is the best place for you. If you want to be everything, this is the best place for you. It's just whatever you make out of it yourself. Then another thing hmm. are schools. Okay. I knew we were gonna get to that. We took so 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 Central is old and decrepit. Doctor Howard old and decrepit. Mm-hmm. Our middle schools old and decrepit. Mm-hmm. Kids going to school in trailers. <laughs> um, Central still letting out school because it's too hot. Mm-hmm. No AC. Mm. There was a hundred fifty million dollar referendum that was on the voters' ballot three times. It passed on the third. They purchased land out here by Walmart. Mm-hmm. That failed twice because all these folks with these beautiful houses with character. You talking about Barringer Commons around that area? No, no, no. That's Urbana. I'm talking about over here on oh, yeah. uh, Which kind of where we at now. Okay. You know, kind of, kind of west. Let's let's okay. Let's okay from from uh, State Street. Okay. State Street to um, Mattis. Okay. So you got Prospect. And so let's go, let's go Armory, Kessel okay. Boulevard. Okay. Let's go that, that, that south to Church Street. Okay. No houses in there. Oh, okay. Okay. Wilbur Mansion, you mm-hmm. know. You got uh, Daniel, mm-hmm. um, McKinley, and um, some of those streets in there. Mm-hmm. Those houses mm-hmm. in the historic Champagne did mm-hmm. a lot of houses older with character, mm-hmm. basements. Mm-hmm. So what happens if they move central out here by Walmart? 
now you don't have a high school in your mm-hmm. district, in your neighborhood. You so does the property value go down? Wow. But then the growth of, of the town mm-hmm. has has grown that the high school is not enough room. So mm-hmm. it's actually classes going on in trailers. I didn't know that. Just go go by Centennial and Central. And you're going to see trailers mm. in, in certain parts, of, like right in front. Like if you go down past Central, right on New Street and mm-hmm. University, mm-hmm. There's gonna, you're going to see a big trailer right there. Or, no, on the back of Central, you're going to see a trailer. If you go right on Crescent, okay, but in front of Central, in front of the school, you are going to see a trailer. Like they have classes that meet in trailers. Even, that's some Mississippi stuff. I hadn't even paid attention to that because I know in Mississippi they having school in trailers that designed for fifteen years. It's going on thirty years. So all I'm saying is, if our community is so great, mm-hmm. we can't even we can't even get a bill passed where they can just say we'll redo Central. But we're gonna send these kids to a brand spanking new school. They gonna okay, Florida Roof Construction. Florida Roof. Come on, if you got a hundred year old school mm-hmm. and they say they're gonna renovate it, you already know when they get to renovate, it's gonna be stuff in that school that they did not know. Yes, sir. Because of that, I mean the signs of the time. You know, you look at look at uh, Birch Village, BMK, the manners. Joanne Dorsey, when they when they tore those down, they tore them all the way down to nothing. To nothing, and they're not doing that for Central now. That 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 bill, so so you and Dewey, so hey, <laughs> your property taxes ain't gonna be. Uh, th- this year, I'm I'm scared to get my tax bill. You don't want to know what my taxes are. Oh, I I mean, but hey, you over there sitting on acres, but. Uh, Boy, look. And my children don't even go to the school. <laughs> my taxes are like crazy. Look though, we about to get a hundred. We about to we about to get this bill that's going to reflect a hundred and fifty million dollar referendum. And they 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 don't even know pretty much how they're going to go about renovating Central. Mm. They still fighting over property. But yet they passed a hundred and fifty million dollar referendum. But you make the best of where you at. What you say? Yeah, make the best of whatever you had to work with. But I needed your perspective. Yes, sir. Champagne is not a shithole. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Some areas, based on the quality or how it affects you might be considered that. Yeah. But somebody else can thrive up out of that compost and make the absolute best of it. You know, so you got people, man, who've come from ne- less to nothing. Yeah. You know, who've gone to the pinnacle of success out of nothing. So that eliminates everybody's excuses. And shout out to my homie Quantrell Hedrick, man. I had you on my Educated Fools uh, podcast. We had an outstanding conversation. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Bradley McKinley. You got a an amazing story. I, mm. We gotta get you back in here when you're back in town. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm I'm just send you the link to 
the podcast Dude. that he was on. Yeah, I want to hear. What's and when name? you Quantrell, he called us. He, he he well his his professional name is Wes. Uh, his, his pop's name was Wes. Okay. So he so Quantrill Quantrill Hedrick. You probably know him. But uh, got an amazing story. Who's mom? Uh, Renice. I know. I used to cut Quantrell's hair. Man, I haven't seen Quantrell in years. Quantrell is in Dallas working for uh, Morgan Stanley. Quantrell is yes. I know Quantrell, because that's the only Quantrell I know is Ray Niece's, uh Her son. Wow. I'ma send you I'ma send wow. you that I'ma send you that 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 part. We got to, when he's back in town, <laughs> he got to come to Black Coffee, no sugar, no cream. <laughs> that would be wonderful, man. Man, he is doing it. Quantrell. Yeah. He is doing it. And I and I and I thought about him. He grew up in he made the best of Bradley McKinley. He played ball? He had a dream. It got shattered. Okay. He picked up Which may pieces. be good. Howard University grad, HBCU. Wow. And you know what he told me in that podcast? Hmm. I can't come back to Champaign. It, I can't come back. Hmm. But he... What's Montreal last name? Hedrick. Amazing podcast, one of my favorite ones that I did. Mm-hmm. It, wow! And I mean, get him in front of me and you. Wow, man, that's gonna, that's gonna be epic, Quantrell. If you listen, it's good to hear. Now that now now that that'll tell you, regardless of what the soil is like, the seed was strong enough to push through there to bear fruit. Whether he wants to come back here or not, he was here. He was planted here. He grew up out of here. Yeah. And he went somewhere else, you know, to bear fruit, but from here, which shows you, man, can something good come out of champagne? Yes, sir, absolutely. Even in space, they take that same shit or waste or something, they recycle it, and it keeps them alive. They recycle it. It depends on what you do with the waste or the shithole or what have you. What are you going to do with it? If you put it in the right environment and you process it properly, it can give you life. But if you don't get rid of it, and if you don't properly dispose of it, it'll cause you death. That's why they want people in the ground. You know, if you, somebody's body dies or something like that, they want to hurry up and get in the ground. Why? Because, you know, your body contains a lot of poisons that will begin to kill people. If they don't hurry up and bomb you or put you in the ground or keep you frozen, you know, I know that's a rude, you know, way to look at it, but when we talk about feces or shit, it's, you know, it's, it's the death of something that once had value. So for him to come up out of here, and I'm glad you mentioned that, can anything come, anything good come out of Nineveh? Or Champagne? Answer: Yes, it certainly is. All it takes if one if one person can do it, that means anybody can do it. Eliminates all kind of excuse, kind of like the lady who has no arms. But she just uses her legs to draw. Multi-millionaire. No excuses. And something happened with her right foot. She never drew her left. She started learning how to draw her left. No excuses. And people have arms every day and don't do nothing with them. So it doesn't matter, man. People come out of Champagne. They come out of Beirut. They come out of Chicago, Cabrini Green. Uh, they come out of all different places. It's just what are you going to do with the life that you have been given? Do you grow and develop it? Or do you just say, man, it's all I got. 
expensive mindset. When I go, every time I go home, man, I think, I'm like, man, I love coming home. I love pulling, I love going through my driveway, seeing my trees, driving down under my house to get in, let my garage down, come up through my basement, come up through there, and it's just wonderful. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's wonderful because I just think about, man, where I was. We grew up in Pineville Apartments. 1200 Country Club Road, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, M1 apartment. Mm. It was six of us in a, I think, two-bedroom uh, apartment. Mm. So it ain't, you know, it ain't where you're from. What you gonna do with it? Even in Champaign. I don't care who you are, I don't care how good you were in basketball, football, or never played no sports at all. You gonna be what you decide to be. Mm. And if you decide to be nothing, You'll be 67 years old, riding your bike, mm. if that's what you want to do. But don't blame it on champagne. All don't right. blame it on Urbana. Don't blame it on they ain't going to give us no jobs. Don't blame it on that. Because I have the same opportunity as anybody else. It doesn't matter. What am I going to do with the life that I've been given? I'd be damned if I live on this earth 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, and at the end of my death, I haven't done anything in 100 years. And when I die, I haven't done anything greater than myself that, that you know, will be remembered. People still remember, Lord, people still remember Martin Luther King. They don't know much about his brother or his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? Hey, we don't. <laughs> But he sure. had brothers. He did. He had family members. Yeah. He had cousins. What did his cousin do? They're like, I don't know. Right. And he's been dead a while, but he did something so great that it still lives on. Yeah. So I asked myself, what am I going to do that's going to outlive my physical presence? Champagne ain't no excuse for me. I'm not finished. I mean, I'm not done with do it. I might run for mayor, do it. Man, I'll vote for you. Man, please. Everybody vote for him. I go door to door. It wouldn't take me 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. That, hey, just prayers, man, to the families. You yes, know, um, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. You know, no matter, you know, I, man, $5 million. Normally when you kill somebody, the bond is a million. Five million. You didn't kill him. Watch I, this. I can just imagine. Uh, your cheering gonna be out there doing that? They better not. That's right. You I'm know they're really not, a disappointed upset. They're not gonna do it because you're doing things to ensure that they don't do that. You're giving them opportunity. I'm you're trying. giving them chance. No, no, you ain't trying. You're doing it. You're giving them opportunities. You're giving them chances. They are growing up in a two-parent home. Man, I mean, it's like almost un that's unheard of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When your coach is your father figure, your pastor, your deacon, you know, that's your father figure. But they don't go home with you. You don't see them interacting, you know, with your mom. So how you know how to deal male-female relationships? Speaking so now, of that. So now you got children. How do you know how to be a father if you've never seen or been around or experienced that? What were you saying? Speaking of male female relationships. Uh oh. Here it comes. Segway. Uh oh. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> we can 
Man, mm. brother, I sent you a link. Where to where? I'm listening. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at your link. I've sent you a link. What took the internet by storm last week? I know you're gonna say that. Say Sex it. dolls. I know you're gonna say that. For a full two grand. You can get you a sex doll. She can look like J-Lo, Kim K, or Serena Williams, thick, all that ass. (laughs) They might do a little bit of a little something-something. $2,000. $2,000. Damn. Have you seen them? I just seen pictures. I I, I watched the pictures. Oh, me, let me see. Me, my wife, Jesus, and Saladinia. Because Raj was asleep. We pulled it up. You know, we're looking at it. It made life like silicone, which got to yeah. keep them away from heat or they'll melt. Right. Flammable. You can't. Talking about hot. You fall asleep smoking a blunt or smoking a cigarette. Sure. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Wow. Who would order? I mean, who? A sex doll. Right. Who got two thousand dollars? Who wanna who wanna sex doll? She can't talk to you. But you don't have to worry about getting her pregnant. Watch this. When you look at the intercourse. Yeah. Come on. Sex. (laughs) Yeah. I know you're gonna say the knees. Anyway, when you when you look at it. Before the physical act takes place, there has to be a spiritual and mental component. True story. And it's just a natural progression. Yeah. From a spiritual, mental, you know, uh, affinity, reality, and a, and a good communication actually leads up to uh, that sexual act between two people, male and female. We just talking about that. When you're talking about a doll. A doll. That there's no communication. <laughs> no interaction. And it's like, actually, it's a uh, it's high-tech masturbation. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you're still doing it by yourself, you know. Because you're the only, you know, human being there. You know, you wouldn't right. call it a her unless you just, your mind is way out there like that, you know. But you're just talking about uh, it's an asexual relationship. It's just you and silicone or rubber or, you know, it's just you. And it's amazing because that's a detachment from, man, human interaction. So when you think about that, what kind of mindset would somebody have where they cannot or choose not to interact with the opposite sex to the degree where it grows and develops into the type of relationship that would lead to physical, sexual intercourse? What happened? Because something had to have happened because it's not normal. It's not a natural, organic procreation act. Something had to happen to you in order for you to detach yourself. A lot of things can be argued. 
She ain't going to fuss at you. She ain't going to talk back. She ain't going to do this. She, it's all these different things where if you're a weak-minded man, you don't want to hear it. You know, I ain't trying to hear that today. You know, so you got your little doll at home. You come home. You can't wait to get to the house because she's going to be waiting. Up. She ain't going to complain about nothing. And she's going to be happy to see you because you can take a fix her smile. So she happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let me play devil's advocate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she happened to see you. <laughs> you gonna trick yourself into believing it was her idea, you know. So, so women got toys, dildos, vibrators. Yeah. yeah. I, I, are women more outraged at this? Mm. But yet, we gotta get it. We got we gotta get us a, a woman in here mm. and revisit this mm, mm, mm. because. I want to know. You got all these vibrators and dildos and mm. all type of just toys that that women have in that drawer. Mm. That's What's the difference? There's, Storage. Well, there's still a disconnect. Even on the we, you know, it I doesn't mean, doesn't matter, male, yeah, female, yeah, side. Okay, yeah, because. You know, this side, this society does not encourage male-female relationships. Oh, my goodness. They don't encourage it. Even some of the so-called best shows, black shows, they don't encourage strong black male, head of the household, provider, nurturer. Uh, uh, it's always some silly man. He's scared of his wife. You know, whatever she say, you know what I'm saying? Happy wife, happy life, happy life, happy wife. No, I ain't want to be mad. You know, I'm going to tell mama, you know, the children be like, I'm going to tell mama, you know, and he kind of cowers down, this kind of stuff. He's more of like a comedian. They pick comedians to be the uh, head of the house, and they pick a woman who is, you know, what I tell you, they're like, ooh, the children be like, ooh, I'm going to tell mama, that kind of thing, you know. So they'll promote that, but that's not the natural order of things. So this society does not promote natural, organic male-female relationships. They promote a lot of homosexual relationships whether it's male or female. And when you do that, you know, what happens when, uh, with procreation? How do, you, uh, how do you procreate? How do you have children? And how do you nurture and develop those children if you don't have a male and a female there? But back to the point about the uh, sex dolls and the toys, you know, this world really promotes, you know, high climax with sexuality. How long can you last, you know? Uh, how good was it? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. You know, yeah. when you think about it, it's really, really crazy yeah, because, yeah. you know, if that's your overall objective and it's not, you know, just developing a strong, intimate relationship, then that, that's going to wear thin and then you move on to somebody else. It really promotes, you know, uh, promiscuity. Yeah. So you become promiscuous because you're tired of that. You want to try something bad. You know, even people say, man, you mean tell me I got to be one person for the rest of my life? It's crazy who would do that. You know, that's, that's, that's what's, you know, promoted. Well, let me tie some other things into this. Mm-hmm. Just the whole sexual harassment, sexual... Mm. Chivalry is dead. Mm. Like, you can't, you can't flirt, you can't... 
if you are extra nice mm-hmm. to a young lady, okay. you are borderline assault, you know, harassment, assaulting. Unless she likes you. You know, and it's 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 just it's just crazy. Mm. Just some of the some of the the feminism and and just some of the other things that mm-hmm. you know people are taking offense to. Like I couldn't imagine trying to court mm-hmm. in this climate I get it you know like the rape culture mm. I mean I mean just some of the shit that that you did when you were a teenager or early 20s when you were in the club and mm. you see some you like and you 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 grab her by the hand like that's almost that's rape culture harassment Harassment? No, yeah. like yeah, that's harassment. God forbid you hold the door open for somebody and they take that the wrong way. Yeah. But then they want to be upset when you just say, "Man, fuck it, give me a doll." I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> but man, that two thousand dollars you get. I got to play you this. Uh, shout out to my boy, Jamal. Mm-hmm. He got a podcast, Reasonable Ignorance, man. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's an amazing Chicago prop podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. But he shared a video, and, and basically a girl a girl and a guy was, uh, you know, a guy was got caught up in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in, the, in the mix. You know, he's mm-hmm. dancing, grinding on his girl. Mm-hmm. So his girl come in the room, and... The girl kind of freeze, and he was like, "That's just my dog. That's my sex." Mm. I'm gonna show you the video. It is crazy, <laughs> and the girl is just like having it just kind of. <laughs> Man, the internet is undefeated, brother. The internet is undefeated. What's well, wide open? Man, I mean, it's, it's never lost. It's like Floyd Mayweather. It's never lost. That's a good analogy. That's good. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh my much, man, you can find pretty much anything on it. Yes. Ain't nobody going to the library looking up indexes and trying to find out how it's cataloged. You go right to the internet. Yeah. But it's it's crazy. I don't you know, it's it's two thousand dollars. It's so it's so crazy. Like who got two thousand dollars to spend on that? Well, you know Monique, she got half a million dollar offered. Yeah, her, let's uh, yeah, let's uh, talk uh, about uh, Monique. Uh, 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 a comedy special. Thing. Okay, yeah. A comedy special and she got offered $500,000 to do a comedy special. And so she counting Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Amy Schumer's money. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Chappelle got $22 million. Chris Rock got paid, I think, 20 some million. Mm-hmm. Amy mm-hmm. Schumer got $11 million. She renegotiated, got $13 million. So Monique got offered $500,000 to do a special. Mm-hmm. And she felt lowballed. Mm-hmm. So now she won't. Black folks to boycott Netflix. Me as a paying Netflix Uh-oh. customer, Uh-oh. I don't, I don't Sorry, borrow. Monique. I hear it coming right now. I don't borrow anybody's login and password. I, I pay the ten ninety nine a month. Yes, sir. I'm not boycotting. 
But it's Monique. She might have a legitimate... And she probably do. But I ain't boycotting. You serious? I'm serious. You're not going to stand... No, I ain't not on this one. Okay, let's look at it. Let's look at it. All right. She said they discriminate based on what? Gender. Okay. And gender. That's male or female. Probably female. Okay. I mean, that, that's meant a, a gender, you know. Right. Male or, or female. Discriminating yeah. based on gender, which means the male got paid more than her. Right. Right. Okay. So what's his girl's name? The other girl. Amy Schumer. And she got how much? She At first, she got 11. And then she, she renegotiated. She renegotiated. She million. got two more million. Okay. So that kind of eliminates the gender bias it, to a degree. It really does. All right, gender's out the way. Now, what's right. the other one? Race. Race. What color were the other? Uh, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are black. So, it, it could be argued that it's not gender discrimination because another female got paid handsomely. Right. It's not race because another person of your same group, ethnic race, got the upper change. So, where's the argument? If somebody of your same gender got millions, someone of your same race got millions, is it possible that it has something to do with her magnetism or they just didn't see her worth that amount based on. That's you know, exactly what it her is. A skill set. Okay. Um, I'm just doing, asking the question. Doing a little research. Yeah. Amy Schumer just got off tour. Okay. Selling out um, theaters, five to seven thousand people. Selling them out. Not uh, just in the country, all over the world. She did a uh, world tour. Uh-huh. Okay. Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, same thing. The name alone. You, you, you didn't question it. Just You yeah. look at look at Dave's resume, look at look at so I ain't checking for Monique like that. She's a legend, she's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. But she she she's kind of she's developing a this mad black woman type of reputation. Now you know people are gonna come at you on that now. Okay, well, because she supposedly she got offered the role of Cookie in Empire. For real? Yeah. But you know, she I don't. Decided, she didn't want it. I don't they, know they what it was. Else. I don't know what it was. I guess some emails got exchanged. Terrence Howard said he wanted to work with Taraji. Uh, basically, the deal fell through. But see, that's a nice kit when you think about uh, Terrence Howard and Taraji. That's a that's a nice kit. Right, but they you were good together. I don't know. They look good together. But you you a movie buff? I don't know if you uh, ever saw uh, Hustle and Flow. I saw Hustle and Flow. Yeah, right. She, she, you she know what I'm saying? She's so hard I had to be a pimp. And, 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 and the crowd <laughs> that Tay Drew comes from that same Hey, crowd. so, hey, if they got that history, it's like if Terrence say, hey, I need Taraji, they, Lee okay. Daniels made it happen. Yeah, okay. 
So yes, all sir. so all I'm saying is mm. Monique, I love you. You know, I you got you got good history, you're a legend. But but sis, Netflix, you, you know, you, you got my you got my direct debit. My kids love it, you know. My wife love it. You ain't shutting them off. No, I ain't shutting this one off. Even if you shut them off, then you as one person shutting them off. Right. I ain't watched the NFL all year. You know. And she was offered a half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. Like, I can't relate to that. I can't relate to that. You know. And and, and for how long? I mean, how long? This is for a year? Right, an hour special. This ain't for a year? No, one one hour long special. No. So I, you look at you it's look, not a season. It's like not a Dave episode. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Like I'm a Netflix subscriber. Dave Chappelle got like three or four specials on Netflix. So he did about four specials. And they pay him how much? They gave him twenty two million for all four. Right. Now I. I, I will have. Wait a minute. I, I gotta make sure I understand. This. I will they have. They gonna do one special. One special. And they and they gonna pay him how much? They offered her five hundred thousand. Amy Schumer has just got off of a world tour. Forget Amy Schumer. Forget Dave Chappelle. Forget Chris Rock. You got a chance to go up there and make five hundred thousand dollars for an hour, and you turned it down. Okay, watch this. You got two choices can go there and make a half a million, or you can sit at home and stand by your principles and your beliefs. But get and this. you won't get that. I, I, I'm saying a choice got to be made. It was an yeah, offer. Yeah, yeah. They not making you take but it. But obviously, HBO ain't checking for you. Showtime ain't checking for you. You know what I'm saying? So why should, why should Netflix up the ante? They bidding against themselves. They offer you what they say you're worth and what you would draw. Right. So they're saying, hey, we'll offer you $500,000. Now, it would be an insult. They wouldn't even consider offering the other three anything less than what they offered. Who knows what they negotiated or what their agents right. negotiated for them. But, you but whatever it is, they accepted whatever the number is. But Amy Schumer done had specials on HBO. Amy Schumer done, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock have done, you know, arenas and and theaters, and they've had HB. They've had show shows on other networks. So what if they were in a bidding war with those networks and had to go that high? Obviously, Monique, Netflix is bidding against themselves. You know, I look at it, man. Hey, you have a choice. You can get with this. Are you? <laughs> but if she's talking to, I, I, I look at a lot of things, man, and I bring them home personally. Right. When she's asking us as a people to stand behind her and let us boycott, you know, let's do something that's going to affect, you know, them monetarily. Let's all come together as a group to, uh, Hit them in the pockets. Let them hear our voice. That'll force them to treat us fairly. Okay. If Floor to Roof Enterprise call Monique tomorrow, would she stop what she's doing? Come to Dewey 
and help me fight the good fight? The, the answer is no. Another question, what has she done that would warrant us helping her? I mean, what has she done for the community that she's uh, asking to come help her? Right. You understand? Like, okay, has she been on the front line doing this? She's doing this and she's doing these different things for the people who she uh, is asking to help her. She's asking, you know, it's a gender thing, so she's asking the females to help her. If it's a black thing, she's asking the black people to help her. So the question from those two groups is, from the females, like, okay, what have you done prior to now to help others who were having issues? Black folks, okay, you know, what have you done to help other black people? And that's why I boycotted the NFL this year. Colin Kaepernick did not you have can't to boycott the NFL. Man, I watched. You I watched. Can't boycott the NFL. I watched Charles the, Cunningham boycott. When you get a chance, look it up because that's okay, what that name. Okay, I from. got you. I'm just saying, Colin Kaepernick pretty much gave it up. Gave it up for for people like me. So you stopped watching. Yeah, I stopped watching. Why? I just felt like my eyes equal dollars. Okay. 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 So when you're talking about, um, when you're talking about revenue, okay, and and money, for me to watch, mm-hmm. and for you to have, for you to pretty much blackball him out of your league, okay. For him exercising his First Amendment right for people that are getting killed okay. unjustly. Okay. Black people buy tickets, black people buy jerseys, black people, you know, go to games, our dollars. The black dollar don't doesn't mean anything to you if that's how you treat somebody that's standing up for a cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That affects me and my people. That was my I got take. You. I got you. And you know what? It sounds like that was a pretty pretty strong stretch for you because me, I don't watch sports. Right. And if you watch the NFL and if you decide not to, that takes discipline, especially right. if you know you like it. Now, am I a hypocrite because I still listen to R. Kelly? <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think so. Because... All right, let's let's go back to the flag. Let's go back to disrespect for the flag. Go to the national anthem. Okay, yeah. if if we look back at uh, things that would deem, deem that things that would be deemed disrespectful to the flag, you know, when uh, when college bands come out with the flag in a horizontal position, that is considered disrespectful. Yes. If you take a look at yes. it, that is disrespectful. Yes. So every time they come out. With that flag in a horizontal or represent a dead state, anything that's on a horizontal level represents death. So even in the Air Force, when I was on the honor guard, we would fold a flag and give it to the next again. Do not let the flag hit the ground. Yeah. But to actually drape it over a coffin is disrespectful yes. to the flag yes. because it should only be in an upright position. Yes. So him speak. So him just taking a knee. Is far less disrespectful to the flag because he's not doing anything to a flag. 
Yes. He's not disrupting the national anthem. He's not doing anything to show any type of protest. He's just deciding not to stand up. But he's very, it's a nonviolent protest. He's not saying anything against the Constitution. He's not saying anything against the flag. None of that kind of stuff. And when you look at the cause for which he's drawn attention, is it a legitimate cause? And the answer is yes. yes. See, very few people ask is, wait a minute, why is he doing this? He's doing this for this reason. Okay, it's a legitimate reason. If the answer is yes, let's look at it. But it shows that those who see him, what he's doing is disrespectful, they don't care what he's saying. They're not even hearing nope. what he's saying. Nope. So he is inconsequential. Like, and how dare you, you know, uh, disrespect our flag when it's done so much for you? Okay, well, are you now going to do the exact same thing with all of those who disrespect the flag based on your own definition of what disrespect to the flag is? Exactly. There's a whole list of things that's disrespectful in the eyes of, you know, those who put the flag together. Yeah. That is not one of them. That's not one of them. But every time a flag is draped in a horizontal position worn over clothing. every casket, yeah. worn as clothing, that is disrespectful. Yeah. So it, what it did was it, it actually drew out those to show, okay, if you're going to stand up for anybody that disrespects the flag, then you should do it, even if it's against your own self. Will you now be an advocate to stand up against anybody that disrespects the flag, especially those who come out on the football field with a flag in a, in a horizontal position opposed to a vertical position, representing life instead of death. Will you stand up? If you don't, why would you pick him and say he's disrespectful? And you look in your constitution or you look at you know, what will be deemed as disrespectful. Now, if you don't go after them, then it's racial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the NFL paid the military. No, the military paid the NFL in 2009, you know, for them to demonstrate and be patriotic. Mm. So that came out during this protest. Mm -hmm. So right. it's all a money grab. So the yes, NFL so. had to take that stance because they done accepted millions from the military. Mm -hmm. So that's why I boycotted it. But... Back to Netflix, they have a hundred million dollars, a hundred million subscribers. How many? A hundred million. That's a third of the population. At ten ninety nine, at, at at least eight to nine, nine because they just went up, and nine nine to ten ninety nine a month. A hundred million dollars, a hundred million people are paying nine to ten dollars a month. I tried to do it on my calculator. It said 100 E9. I don't even know what it that just means. Runs out. It means for, like goes on and on and on and on and on. It means like, I, hey, I, we don't have enough screen so, to show so, how so, so, so Monique trying to get some of that money because she know they got it. <laughs> but does she have people behind her? Yes, that's the thing. No. Does she have substantial? Is it going to hurt them? Are people going to bet for her? That's the question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are people going to bat for her? I hey, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm gonna I'm keep not. going Netflix because if I got rid of Netflix right now, 
What's the alternative? Does she have? I mean, what? I mean, what? What am I going to watch? Like, you know what? Netflix. We ain't gonna listen to you. We gonna listen to or we gonna watch right. what? Hulu or, you know, no, no. Netflix got a lot of amazing original programming, and you talking about that whole thing at the house. If our boy caught a, hey, my wife wouldn't be happy. My kids wouldn't. Be. <laughs> what would that look like? No, hey, hey, let me bring it on back. Hey, if if I wanted to, I could. What? <laughs> I run my household. Hey. I wear the pants. Hey, hold on. But no, we ain't boycotting Mo- Monique. You a legend, but we ain't boycotting Monique. Well, I mean, when you, you, when you call for a boycott, you're talking about people, you're talking about organizations, you're talking about, you know, shunning or going against this company because of, I mean, what? Right. That's what it boils down to. Because at some point in time, and I'm pretty sure she, you know, has asked herself the question. Why y'all out, why y'all offer me half a, a half a million dollars, and then they can come back like, wait a minute, we didn't offer you a half million dollars. We offered you a half a million dollars. A half a million dollars. It's one thing to say like, why did y'all offer y'all only offer me a half million dollars when they say, well, hey, we just offer you a half a million dollars for one night, one night. or one week, or one year, or ten years. Look, it's five. $100,000. We producing own our own podcast. You know, people producing their own content. It's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. You own it. You produce it. It's yours. It's yours. So produce your own special. That's pitch good. it to That's Netflix. Good. That's good. That's right. And then... Yeah, or buy your network. Take all your money, buy your yeah. And get people on your squad, and y'all do you know do what you do. That's what that's how that is. When you got your job, they offered you a certain amount of money, right? Whether it's so many money, so many dollars per hour, or salary in your package. Hey, it's up to you to negotiate your package. Exactly. Even if somebody else is like doing the exact same job you're doing. Now, when you negotiated your salary, how did that process go? <laughs> your initial, your initial, I, the first time you went there. The initial, hey, they, they offered, I took it, Amen. and that was in the story. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. And you know what? That was probably one of the smartest things you ever did. Why? Because it's a hundred other people. I ain't got no leverage. That That's would come the right behind leverage. you. Like, oh, you know what? They're like, hey, this is what we're prepared to offer you. You're leverage like, you know what? is everything. I was expecting to get, you know... 20% more than that. They're like, okay, we'll get back with you. Hey, that's a wrap. Next and time honestly, somebody come right behind you, guess what? Like, hey, this is what we're offering you. You're like, you know what? I will gladly accept it, and I thank you so very much. Right. And then go about your business. Leverage is everything. Monique had no leverage. When you accepted that offer, when it's time for you to go to your second round, your third round, and your next raise, and your next raise, and your next raise, there's this little thing in the back of your mind that lets you know, hey, if I don't accept this, man, I could be out. Yeah. My last check could have been my last check. Yep. I'm not going to the house saying I told him. Okay, what we're gonna what we're gonna eat next month. All right. 
Who gonna pay these bills next month? Exactly. So whenever I give somebody an estimate, a bathroom I'm getting ready to do, I tell them, okay, I'm just replacing the ceiling, you know, just doing some painting and that kind of stuff. Just a few things here. It's gonna cost a thousand dollars. And she said, okay, let me think about it. I said, not a problem. I didn't say, well, I lower my price. None of that stuff. She said, I think about it. So what I do, I'm, I'm going to give you time to think about it. And you'll let me know when you let me know. If not, that's fine. There was a time when whatever I offered, and if it, if it wasn't accepted, I would immediately lower my price. Sometimes so much until I barely made any money. Right. Just wanted to get the job. And then the quality would show because my spirit or energy would run out when I got halfway through the job. But, you know, one of the best things, man, character is something else. And that's something I'm always working on. Did I always do every job right? No. Did I have good intentions? Yeah. How do I do now? I do things completely different now than I've, all, than I've done. So when a job is bid right, if you get halfway through the job and you realize, like, should have charged more, I'm running the problem. You gotta finish that job. Yeah. If not, it is your reputation that's really on the line. And once you get a reputation for not doing the best job, your reputation gonna be in front of you. So whenever people hear about the work you do, and if it's not a favorable uh, word going before you, then it's going to affect your business. So whenever people hear about Monique, other uh, networks, that's what I think about. I'm yeah. like, hey, do you really want to fight this? I'm saying you can do what you want to do. But my question is, hey, do you really want to fight this war? Have now, you chosen this? Because now she has strike two. Because now Lee Daniels, you know, gay black man, pretty much put it out there. She hard to work with. Now Netflix, she calling for, like, who's going to want to mess with Monique? Why would you if you don't have to? And you could find somebody else. Is there somebody else out there who's black? Exactly. Female that you could pull in who would be like, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, give me that five hundred grand. Hey, like, you know what, some more look. Right. How you doing? She's like, I'll take it. We ain't asked you nothing yet. I'll take it. It's, we haven't asked you anything. Hey, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> hey, come on. I've been sitting at the house. I've been, I've been, my agent been feeling things out. You calling me? Hey, I'm on my way. I'll see y'all when I get back. See, don't lose your thirst. Don't get so caught up in the race thing. Because you can always leave and go start your own thing. Remember that you can always get your own thing. thing. And can't nobody tell you how to run your thing. It's it's a company somewhere. I don't know, it's Texas or something like that. Well, we're not servicing any of the LGBTQS element of P community. And so they were saying, well, you know what? You have to do this and we're going to mandate it. My question is this that's your business. If you don't want to service black folks, cool. You don't want to service white folks, that's cool. It's your business. You can tell them, like, uh, no. You don't need a reason. You don't have to ask them, well, why? Just leave. They ain't going about your business. Going about your business. Like, you know what? We don't want to serve you. Hey, y'all take it easy. May I ask why? Well, we full. We don't want nobody else. That might be the reason. We tired. It's over. I don't have enough staff. We ran out of food. The kitchen ain't working real good. We got flies. We got mosquitoes. Whatever the problem is. You don't know what it is. Like, hey, you can ask. Hey, we don't, that's it. We're not servicing any more people. Why? Because you're black. 
Okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Why? Because if you don't want to serve me because I'm black, I do not want to eat here if you're thinking that about me. So at the end of the day, don't complain about what some company is doing. If you don't like it, you always leave and go somewhere else. Somewhere else. Now, the reason why we have a legitimate uh, concern about the police and police, police brutality and how they treat uh, others, you know, black, brown, red, yellow, poor white people, whatever, is because we pay y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff. No. The sheriff, no, he not. Y'all are like employees. Yeah, but the money that's collected with the revenues that comes in, pay your salary. So you are our employee. Yeah. What employee can tell you what's doing your business? What child gonna tell a parent what to do? So that's why there's this outcry like, wait, 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 wait. It worked for us. Right. You know, it's not the same as, you know, Monique saying, hey, come on, y'all, let's do this. No, 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 no. Because we don't take care of uh, Netflix. We don't, you know, all our money don't, it's not obligatory, uh, obligatorily goes to Netflix. Our tax money takes care of the police department, the exactly. roads, the highways, the fire department. So if there's an issue with the fire department, whoa, 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 hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I paid a penny in taxes last year. Yes, sir. So what's the problem here? All right. You know, you're not going to treat me like this. We no. pay yourself. So, yes, we can come together and say you're not going to treat your employers like this because we employ you. Our tax dollars pay for your salary. Exactly. You're not going to take this. That's the difference between us either boy, not necessarily boycotting, but at least making it known, you know, you're not going to treat us like this. Exactly. So, hey, that's where we are. And then we'll talk about separation and uh, separation of death, you know, one of these days, you know, because at some point in time, we have to look at doing more for ourselves. Because I think it's really sad with what happened with, uh, you know, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico is, I use the word our. When I'm ever, whenever I say yeah. our, I mean we as uh, considered to be citizens of the yeah. United States of America. A citizen is one who owes allegiance to a country in exchange yeah. for protection yeah. from that country. So when we look at, you know, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, all these different countries. Hey, America owes these countries you know, all these providences, all these areas. It's just like, not just like the, not just like the states, they're all part of it. It's okay for Puerto Ricans to come and build this country. Yeah. You know, that's fine. You can come here, come here, and come here. And you got Puerto Ricans all over in all walks of life to help yeah. hold this country together. Shout but out to the Boricuas. When there's an issue with the country, you can't, you shouldn't sit back and let the country die when you have people that you have Puerto Ricans here, you have Mexicans here, you have Haitians here. Shout out to my wife, Puerto Rican. Yeah. You know, I mean, how you think she feels? Man, she was she not crying. detached. She, she was not detached. crying. You know what I'm saying? She talked to her. She got people over there. She got people over there. You know, they, man, the story she was telling me. She would be in tears. But she's not detached from her people. It's not uh, like, well, at least I made it. it. Well, you know, some of us made it. You nah. know, none of that stuff. It's like, hey, these are my people. I feel their pain. I'm right there with them. Yeah, man. It, it, 
That wasn't that wasn't a good time in our house, it's, man. man. It's, I mean, it, it's still not right now. No, I, mean, no, we, we, I, we I just protest. seen a school just got power. Like last week, I just seen a, a story that that happened in when August. See, and what have they done since then? Not shit. How many people have died as a result of just? Yeah, you got people that you in got. America, you got old people that you know maybe got dialysis yeah. and you yeah. know. Need chemo and yep. three times a week. Yeah, do, and know. the hospitals don't have no power, so they can't, you know, get a, the, the old folks dialysis and chemotherapy and, you know, no water, no. It's just bad. And these are preventable things. Yeah. Meanwhile, I say we because my tax dollars, my eight hundred and some dollars a month in taxes and taxes. So you just those. To building a stronger military. We spend hundreds of millions of billions of dollars a year on military. I say we. Who are we going to fight? Right. Who could do something with America? Why do we need more planes? Why do we need a $35 million plane? Why do we need a billion dollar plane? Why do we need more tanks? Who you plan on going to get next? Right. Ain't nobody else to fight. It's a wrap. It's over with. Exactly. Use those funds to help those who need help. We don't need no more. Man, we don't need a bigger military. We don't. You killed everybody else. We got the right. Indians, got the black folk, got the Koreans, got the Mexicans, got the Japanese, you know, got the uh, uh, the Arabs, and took all the land, took all the gold, took all the diamonds. You taking everything. You wonder why people want to come here? Because you took it and brought it here. That's why they want to come here. <laughs> Good point. Why you want to come to America? Because you took, you know, we broke because you broke us. We don't have because you stole from us. Look at Africa. You a shithole country. Okay, what, what what have you taken out of this country? Right, everything. You've taken everything of value that you can of take. Value. Yep. Until people from Haiti, the Haitians, they come here to go to school. They want to stay here, and if they do go back, one or two people going back to try to build a whole infrastructure. They come here because the resources are here. I don't know the resources here. How do they know the resources are here? Because you took them. You took them. The diamonds are here. The minerals are here. All the stuff is here. This was a this was a nothing. It was just Indian, you know, just running around with, you know, Native Americans just <laughs> <laughs> enjoy themselves. <laughs> enjoy themselves, man. Had the peyote or whatever. <laughs> and now this is the greatest country. Yeah. That we've, you know, known. I don't care what people say about America. I ain't going nowhere. Somebody said, if you don't like it, go somewhere. Well, you know what? I ain't going nowhere. I've always wanted to visit. I got a family of four. Go on ahead, get my passports for four. Get my plane tickets. And, and, and I'll tell you where I want to go. If you ain't willing to, to foot that bill, then shut the hell up. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. Watch this. I ain't going nowhere to wear the passport right now because I might not be able to get back. I'm staying <laughs> right here <laughs> until Oprah or Michelle or somebody, or somebody else. Exactly. You know I, mean? I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't going nowhere. Why? Man, it's, it, it wouldn't be very wise nah. to really travel so much abroad or overseas. You know, right. not, not just that I may not be able to get back because some whatever reason, but hey, although we got crime in America, guess what? Man, you go somewhere else and watch what happens. Right. You, it's possible that you know people never hear from you again. That's just how it is. So I ain't going nowhere. I help build this country. My people I'm help here. build it for free. 
I'm here less than free. Less than free. Right, because not only did we not get paid, man, you're getting busted upside the head. Yeah, exactly. You're getting raped. You're getting robbed. You know, he's coming in to grab your daughter. And if you say something, you die. And then they'll kill everybody else in the family. And then they go to the next brother. Like, okay, what you going to do? And then he would, they would dress their daughter up and send her up in there. After hundreds of years, man, they wonder why. Why don't you, you know, you know, you know what's wrong with the man? But I'm glad that you, as a strong black man, as a family, I think that's wonderful. That's super wonderful. It takes nothing away from anybody who does not have that, I say traditional, but, you know, that institution that was set up by the creator in the beginning. Man, woman, and the children. I think that's wonderful. I, I applaud that. I think that's wonderful. And a man who does not want a woman, something wrong with it. Yeah. And a single man who does not want to be married, that's a problem. Yeah. There's a disconnect. If you're a man, and if you don't want to be married, if you don't want to be really tied to and to grow and develop with a woman, then you'll forever find yourself out looking for, you know, young females who look up to you that you'll take advantage of. Yeah. That, that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Look at my car. Look at my... Uh, uh, this, look at my that. Yeah. You know, children like shiny things. You can only attract somebody with, yeah, you know, the surface of small mind. So That's those like, have yeah. men, so, so men who have children, we're on the lookout for who? For the men who don't want a family. Right. That's crazy. But it's real. That's just like I can Uber drive all night long and beautiful white girl, beautiful young girls can get in the Where are you going? Ain't nothing you can do for me. Nope. I don't give a fuck how right. how short your skirt is, nope. how drunk you. Where are you going? Where I'm you out going? here hustling because right. ain't nothing you can do for me. We'll bring you down. Nothing. Nothing good. You know? Yeah, nothing good. Just like Kobe got caught up. By the time he hooked up with a girl at the hotel, she had already been, what, two, three people right. already? All that Still semen wet. in the panties, man. You know how crazy and nasty <laughs> that is? <laughs> You know, it just—I mean—it just goes to show you, man. I mean, hey, hopefully, inshallah, he's making better decisions. Right. These days, hey. and, and it could have been a—it could have had a devastating effect on his life. Hey, he bought that four million dollar ring, and everything is everything. I mean, you know. Plus, at the same time, you know, you gotta look at her situation. Right. You know, they asked this lady one day, I think it may have been the Oprah show or some other show. You know, this lady, she said her husband was drunk, that he was a millionaire, and this other kind of stuff. Like, but how do you deal with this? How do you put up with him? She was like, wait a minute. You just can't be with him for the money. She was like, listen, if your man was a drunk, he's broke. My man's a drunk. He's a millionaire. She said, certain things I just don't have to worry about. And whatever he's going through, I pray that he gets through it, but I would much rather be with a drunk millionaire than some drunk who's trying to beat on me, who don't take care of responsibility. She said there's a big difference. She said I never have to worry about the gas bill, the light bill. She said it doesn't even come up. She said it's not even a thing. I don't even know what that is. Right. She said, you know, we don't run through the house, turn the lights off. She said he just get drunk and act crazy. They said, why? She said, why do you stay with him? She said because when he get drunk, he came to the house. She said. And I was, uh, I was helping him get undressed again, and I was helping him get cleaned up again. And then he, you know, he kept fighting me. He was like, stay away from me, you B. Get the F away from me. I hate you. You stay away from me, you know. 
And then and she was like, what's wrong with you? He said, well, God damn it, I told you I'm married. I don't cheat. Leave me the F alone, you know. And she said, made me feel real good. Yeah, he just <laughs> like to get drunk. He ain't even trying to mess around. He just right, want to get right, drunk. Right, 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 right. You know, she was like, and that's what he would say, leave me alone, God damn it. I'm, I'm married. married. <laughs> you leave me alone. I told you I don't want to be with you. I'm married, you know. And then he wouldn't even remember, that you he, know. That it was his wife. <laughs> <laughs> She said, you know, he got his faults just like right. anybody else. Yeah. Because, you know, that's just one of the things that's not our issue. Right. We got we got two more things we want to touch on. Yes, sir. This 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 our longest one yet. Man, long as in mind. People stay in classes longer than this and don't learn nothing. So this is good. Yes, sir. My favorite rap, well, my second favorite rapper, mm-hmm. Mr. Kanye West. He 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 done had a rough couple of years. He mm-hmm. he he done he he he's has some mental breakdowns, but when you're a genius, you you, you had those situations. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might think he having a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. but he just you know he had a just a short synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know his wife has a couple of high risk high risk pregnancies, mm-hmm. and they still want more children. So mm-hmm. um, the third the third go around, they they had a surrogate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, I guess you know they went to the to the to the lab. Mm-hmm. You know he he you know donated sperm. She donated an egg. They 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 meshed that, mm-hmm. inseminated it into you know a surrogate that was able to carry. They carried nine months later. They have a baby girl. Mm-hmm. Um. Couple days go by. They name the baby Chicago West. Mm-hmm. Chicago West. West and you know Kanye from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know he he wears it on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, love hate relationship with his with his hometown. You know maybe don't win a little Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you just break him down to the core, he he's so Chicago. And I wanted to talk about this because a lot of, you know, when you name your baby Chicago, when you name your baby something that's not common, mm-hmm. you get a lot of a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. And my my podcast co-host, my co- podcast brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he 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 he's. he's he is, he has some children, mm-hmm. and they have unique names, mm-hmm. but one of his sons in particular has a very unique name, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him <laughs> decide if he wants to disclose that name, but... Oh, please. Yes, sir. But... Uh, you probably don't have no problem with a, with a man naming his his son a unique name that that may have people like what the <laughs> f is he thinking? But I I thought it was dope. Like, and and, and one thing I just want to <laughs> say before before we get into it, this is 2018, Come on, and right. I'm just gonna say it. Say it. Juniors is is lame. If you still naming your son whatever, whatever, Junior, you are so lame. 
You know what I'm saying? That is 1990-ish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's 2018. You know, so I have no problem with the brother Kanye naming his, his daughter Chicago. Yes, and sir. I know the nickname going to be Shy, which is dope. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Shy West. I yes, like sir. that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But bro, I named my kids Amari and Devin. I'm I'm a, I'm not a junior. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so and that's, glad. That's unique. I'm so glad my my dad mm-hmm. had a son before me mm-hmm. because I possibly rest in peace. But I wouldn't want to be Samuel walking around this piece. Samuel Jenkins. No way. <laughs> Kenneth Jenkins is perfectly fine. It's perfect. Ain't but it? my kids was not gonna be no juniors, and I got two boys. That's right. But Amari and Devin. That's my son's names. But you got a son that has a very unique name. <laughs> so what did that. you what did you have to go through when you just, you and yours decided to name your son what you named him? Wow. Now you know that's a whole show within itself, man. But it's uh, <laughs> you know we black. Yeah. And uh, my father, he was a preacher. I got brothers that's preaching. Come a whole from you know come from a whole line of preaching in the family. And it's interesting because I remember when my son was born. And, you know, one of the first things they want to know is, what you going to call him? What's his name? And I said, I don't know yet. You know, they kept bugging me, you know. I was going by this. You got a name? I'm like, no. So they would put Baby Muhammad because you haven't picked a name yet. You know the last thing going to be Muhammad. Right. As soon as he was born, I'm like, hey, don't touch him. I got him. I don't touch him. We ain't get no immunization, no shots, no nothing. I'm going to wash him up and everything. So I washed him up, you know, everything. And uh, they said, what's his name? I said, I don't know. I'll let y'all know. <laughs> and they would try to come in the middle of the night to get him. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, we got to take him to incubate. I'm like, no, he ain't going to know it without me. Because I had watched the whole process. And I was right there, cut the cord and everything, you know, washed him up. He had that black shit coming out of his butt, that whatever it is, whatever it was. I did that. But they kept asking me, what's his name? I said, I don't know. The next day, do you have a name for him? I'm like, no, I'll let y'all know. It was, time, it was about time to leave. They're like, what's, you know, what's his name? And I, you know, I've been praying. I'm like, look, look you know, what am I going to name this boy? And wasn't going to name, I was not going to name him no Junior. Man, Junior is so lame. I wasn't going to put that on him. Lame. I don't care. care Junior is lame in 2018. I I wasn't going. So it's interesting because it just came to me. And I said, Jesus. I said, what? I said, yeah, you know what? Jesus. That's his name, Jesus. They're like, oh, my God. What? (laughs) I said, yeah, Jesus. They're like, what? I said, yeah, Jesus. They say, Jesus. I'm like, no, we're not Hispanic. Listen to me. Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. They're like, are you serious? And they, they left. Nurse came back to me. Like, <laughs> they was like blown away, you know. <laughs> they didn't come back for about an hour. And my wife was like, you sure? I was like, yeah. That's his name. His name is Jesus. His name is going to be Jesus Elijah Muhammad. That's his name. And I was solid on it. Solid. I wasn't thinking about, you know, what kind of backdraft or what kind of backflow or what people are going to say. I don't care about that. That's his name. Jesus, Elijah, Muhammad. Mm. And that combines, you know, Christian, Muslim, and Jew all together. Mm. 
the whole thing. Mm. So I wrote it down. Jesus, Elijah, Muhammad. Then they're like, okay, what's your nationality? They said black, this, that, that. I'm like, no, we're original. And I put on the birth certificate, original. Now, on my birth certificate, it's Negro. Mm. They, they label my parents as Negro man, Negro woman, wow. Negro child. Mississippi for you, baby. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You know? So, on mine, we consider original. We are the original people on the planet. Nothing wrong with that. Everything came from us. Wise people, they admit that. Anyway, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> You'd be surprised at people who the were not. The backlash came probably from the Christian folk. Yes, it certainly did. They, <laughs> they did not want to call my son Jesus. They'll call him Elijah. They'll call him baby. They'll say, hey, you, whatever. Lord knows my father, like, I'm not going to call that boy Jesus. <laughs> and I thank God, man, for my brother Christopher, Pastor Dr. Christopher Armstrong out of Indianapolis, mm. who's a preacher, wonderful preacher. He studies. And then he said, yeah, he said, man, Jesus being justice. He said, and it been a lot of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of children named Jesus. That's a common name, Jesus. Even in, in uh, you know, Hispanic arena. It's a lot of Jesuses. It doesn't bother him at all to name the child Jesus. But for a black man that is a descendant of slaves to call his son Jesus, who we consider to be our Savior, who we're supposed to be like him anyway, to be Christ-like, but we cannot name our children after him when we expect it to be like him? How is that an issue? Because I don't know any other black person that called their children or child Jesus. The only thing, let me, hey, I, you know I'm a sports guy. Yes, sir. He got game. Yes, sir. Jesus oh, showed us work. Yes, sir. That's yes, it. Sir. That's it. Yes, that's sir. it. That's right. And that's why Ray Allen is like a legend. And, 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 and you know, Ray Allen was dope as a player. <laughs> but I think playing Jesus Shuttlesworth and he got game for a Spike Lee joint is probably done more for him as a person than him playing ball. But go ahead, brother. Wow. And you know what? I didn't, I didn't even know about that. Cause, I mean, I'm not a sports guy. I didn't. Right, that's just a movie, but you know. But still, yeah. To even say it in a movie, yeah. it's almost like sacrilegious. Like yeah. you don't do that, you know. So it took him some time. He went to Canaan Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the issues he had with uh, one of the teachers, he's like, "Dad, he called me Jesus. I told him my name, Jesus." I said, "Okay, that's not a problem. I go up there." Yeah, yeah. You gotta check that. Yeah, so, you know. So man, yeah, bump that. But. The uh, Pastor Tatum, not Pastor Tatum, but uh, Brian didn't have have a problem with it. Brian called him Jesus. Jesus. No big deal. Yeah, that's his name. No, that's his name. A good name is better than gold. Yeah. So I said, hey, that's his name. So, you know, Mr. Tatum, it wasn't a problem. Anyway, uh, I said, okay, Jesus, this is what I'll do. I will, in your presence, because you have to know how to deal with this, 
I want you to say the same thing to me that you, you know, say the same thing to him that you told me. You know, he say, uh, well, I was like, no, 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 you're not doing that. You look at it. That's why it's good, you know, the Bible talked about training up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. not depart. So number one, you're not going to be looking down. You're not going to no. be talking to him like you're scared and nervous. You look at him eye to eye and tell him. He said, my name is Jesus. I appreciate you calling me Jesus. He said, uh, well, Jesus, there's only one Jesus. And Jesus said, there have been many Jesus. There have been many uh, people named Jesus. You call me Jesus. I ask you not to call me that. He said, I'd appreciate it if you would call me my name. And I want him to handle it. I can go in and, you know, Brian, do check the most. For real. I don't want to do the most. I want to empower him. Yeah. Now, what Jesus said initially to this teacher should have been enough, but it wasn't. Right. So I had to, you know, be an advocate. Yeah. So Jesus said, when Jesus said, I'd appreciate it if you call me my name, my name is Jesus. It's not Jesus. Teacher said, "You know, Jesus, I apologize. I will call you that name." He said, "It's just that name is near and dear to me." He said, "So when I do call on Jesus, I'm calling on Jesus the Christ." And then Jesus said, "I'm not the Christ. My name's just Jesus." He said, "If you call me Jesus, you're still gonna spell it the same." And this is Jesus telling his teaching. That's dope. It is, but I wanted to empower him. Yeah. To do it, so now. People who wouldn't ordinarily, I mean, it, it's kind of funny to people, but it breaks up, you know, that old slave mind. So people say, that's Jesus, that's just a man. He's like, hey, guess what his name is? His name is Jesus. The children, no problem. Yeah. It's the older people who like, uh-uh, I can't believe they named that boy Jesus. <laughs> you do, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about this. I said, man, that is so dope that Kanye named that girl Chicago. Yes, sir. And now we gonna sit in front of it. And yes, I said, man, my, my boy probably had to deal with the same thing he about to go through. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But that's his child. His child. He can name his child anything he wants. And when that child become of legal age, can change their name to anything they want. <laughs> if they want to change it. Right. You know? So, I mean, I used to call my son all the time, Jesus do this, Jesus do this, Jesus. He's like, I'm going to change my name. I said, whatever you change your name to, I'm still going to call you that to get your attention to come do what I need you to do. Right. It's not what I called you. I'm talking to you as a person right. to come take out the trash, come wash the dishes. Okay, you want me to call you Jesus? Fine. Elijah, come do it. Do this, do this. You still got to do it. Did I do it? Just his name. So it was interesting, man, because, you know, over time, it kind of wore people down. And now... They call him Jesus without even thinking about it. Yeah. Like, no big deal. It's like, hey, Jesus, no big deal. And I watch a transformation and how that took place. And people are like, I can't, why'd you do this? You did this for this reason. You did this for this. I can't believe you put that on that boy like that. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've heard all these different things, you know. So then when my daughter was born, you know, she was named, you know, Alyasha. And that is the feminine name. Hebrew name for Jesus. Mm. Yeshua. Yeshua. Oh, nice. Right. So it's still, you got the masculine name for Jesus, the English, what we call Jesus, and then we got the original name for Jesus, which is Yahshua, uh, uh, Esau, Yeshua, Aliasha, uh, that's that name. So. Aliasha is beautiful. It is beautiful. And it, she looks like that name. Yeah. So the reason being, we named her that, and now whenever people see her, 
that's what she looks like, that name. And that name looks like her. So, you know, when people hear that name, they see her, her face, her spirit. Yeah. So when you think about that, man. I got, man. I got a question. Mm-hmm. Now, you are, you are the fruit. You're in the fruit. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So, um, when you're at the mosque, uh, I, Jesus Elijah, that, that is a powerful <laughs> name, but Jesus, you know, was that in, was how was that you know when y'all start bring you know when he How's started it received yeah in the in the, in the mosque at, at you know that's an excellent point we see Jesus as a very 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 instrumental person in our history and 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 let, let me let me and there are other boys let named me Jesus. let me let I hate to interrupt no, you no go ahead but when Jesus Jesus just had a birthday not too long ago right okay. And I saw on your Facebook or your wife's that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, kind of blessed y'all for his birthday, right? It, actually, it was for Siraj's birthday. Okay. But we were all there. Jesus, Yasha, Siraj. Okay, so it was Siraj. It was at the Nile restaurant on 55. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. so, so just, just, just the, the, the people in the, in the, in the, in the fruit. Sir. The nation. Yes, sir. How did they? I mean, how was that? How was it received? Okay, I'm sorry. Somebody the name Jesus. Yeah, how just was it the received? name. Just you know, I'm a unique person. Yeah, for sure. You were not terribly surprised when I named. No, my no, no, son not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> exactly. Not at all. So other people who know me in the nation, they they're like. You would, <laughs> cause let me let me t- let me let me just tell the black coffee no sugar no cream audience. <laughs> you know, this brother Timothy is just he is who he is, hey. and you know it, it's it's just one of those things where. What you see is what you get. And so, you know, he, he and, and this is another episode. I, I definitely want to ask him in the future, you know, his his take on spirituality versus religion. You know, he he's he just he mentioned, I don't know, I hope it don't go over your head, but he, he mentioned his, his 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 pops was a preacher, he got, you know. Christianity preachers <laughs> running, you know, running his bloodline. So yes, sir. now he's he's in he's in the nation. So I, I definitely in a, in a different episode want to you know get the spirituality versus religion. That's good. Yes, sir. But um, but nah. So mm. you know, you said people that know you was just like like you would you know you, what? you not if anybody it would be you you're right if, yeah I, I wouldn't expect <laughs> anybody else to do that but yeah I can see you doing it right. I really could see you doing it and it wasn't that big of a deal it, it really wasn't it wasn't a big of a deal in the circle you know that I, in, in my spiritual circle it wasn't that big of a deal because you know we're not judged based on you know surface or superficial things you know we're not judged on that so, and that's one of the things that's so welcoming 
You know, I'm welcome just as I am. It's not you're welcome just as you are, but you're not, you're not welcome just as you are if. You know, I have people say all the time, man, you know what? I would love to study more about the nation. I'm going to wait to get myself together, and then I'll study. All right, listen. I don't mind going to church. I don't mind listening to Christians. I don't mind listening to Jehovah's Witness. I don't mind listening to atheists. I don't care who it is because I'm secure within myself. Right. You ain't got to go to church. You ain't got to go to the mosque. You ain't got to go to no synagogue. You know, it's like the Minister Farrakhan said. It's, it's in you to do what you know you need to do. Just do it. Follow. Fo- follow. Hey, it's your self accusing spirit. He is so amazing. He's man. like, I'm not asking you to come join me. Right. But the so reason why amazing. you do get with other people that's like minded because you can get more done in a more of a, a synergistic man. effect than you just doing something by yourself. He is so amazing. And God. the people that don't like him, never heard him before. No. They just never heard him. You know. You know. People say, Well, you know, uh, I don't. I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, have you ever heard one speech? No, but I'm saying, well, just listen to one speech. Treat him how you want to be treated. You don't want nobody judging you without hearing the word from you. Don't prejudge. Don't be prejudiced. Listen, and then whatever you decide, that's fine. At least you will know why you make the decision that you make, opposed yeah. to somebody else telling you, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. So, Beautiful spirited, you know. Man, look, one of the best things about it is I'm 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 free. I'm free. You know, like my mom said, you know, like I shared with her, hey, I understand more of Jewish people, Christian, Muslim, Jehovah's Witness, Seventh day Adventist. Like the minister says, you know, it's just one big quilt. That's all. It's one it's one thread that holds all these other pieces together. Pretty much. He said, if your mom taught you four plus three is seven, and my mom taught me five plus two is seven, we're seven, we'll get together and argue. Well, my mama said four plus three is seven. I'm like, my mom told me five plus two is seven. Now we were seven. Now we want to fight until somebody come like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's seven oranges on the table. Right, one plus six. It doesn't matter where you put them, it's still seven oranges. Y'all saying the same thing. You just, you know, looking at it in a different kind of way, but it's still the same amount of oranges on the table. So when you look at it from that perspective, if you if you're looking to agree, you'll find it. If you're looking to disagree, you'll find it. You'll find it. You'll Dope. find it. So as we strive, man, to do more and more for ourselves as a people, as we as black people benefit, it's gonna affect all of humanity. As we come up as black people to do more and more for ourselves, can't help but to help all of humanity as we come up. Because right now we are the most dependent people. We sure are. In America right now. Man. We are. And as we become more and more independent, people will treat us less as independent grown folk. But as long as we act like children, irresponsible, begging, not trying to do something for ourselves, we will be treated accordingly. You want to be treated with respect? Treat yourself with respect. You want somebody to value you? Value yourself. You know, so... It's up to us what we do. That's why this podcast is so so important. Important, man. I you mean, know? I've been, I've been, I've been excited since Sunday to get back in here, Me too. man. I've been fired up. I'm telling man. you, I just got back from Chicago. We was on the road, coming through Chicago, Hatfield, Manson, all the way down to Rand too. I'm like, man, I gotta make it. We gotta go. We gotta go. Why? Because I gotta be there by a certain time. Why? Because yeah. I look forward to this. I'm committed to this. For sure. This is real. I have strong passion for this. Yeah, and it's something, man, it's something I love. It's something we need. Yeah. 
You know, I don't know nobody else is doing this. That's that's the not feedback considered. Been, the feedback has been great. The shout out. We let me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're on Apple Podcasts. Right, yeah, We're yeah. on SoundCloud. Right. We just got, I told you last week, we were going to be on Google Play. Now you can search us out in Google Play. We there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spreaker. So we coming. What you is know? that? Spreaker is almost like a, a, a hosting a hosting site where you can search podcasts. So, you know, basically podcasts is... is 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 almost like internet, so we can uh, we can we can host things, we can host sites, and we will um, you know, so we'll 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 go ahead and uh, be on certain different uh sites. Excuse me, it's getting late. My mind is getting getting a little uh boggled, but we're on Spreaker. We're on TuneIn, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, we're sponsored by nobody, but that's going to change, and just just check us out. But we coming. So the last thing is, the moral of the story is, shout out to Kanye West. You know, there is no way a brother like Kanye West, the the creator and the, the the genius that he is, can name his child Kanye Jr. or Keith or or you know Aaron or he couldn't go common. There is no way. So he has three kids. One is a uh, Saint. His boy, his son, name is Saint. Then he has a girl named Nori. No. Okay. Or Northwest. North. Okay, yeah. And now he got Chicago. That's right. And so, they're looking to have another one. Man. About 11, 12 hours ago, Kim said they've already talked to the same surrogate that they used for the last time. <laughs> they're looking to have another one. Hey. So we may have this like multi-directional. North, right. south, east, and west. That's north, <laughs> north, south, east. <laughs> but yeah, check us out. We, 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 we going to be... So we got one more thing. We This is our longest podcast yet. Hey. We we coming. That's we, right. We coming right. with that content. That's right. That's right. So so the piece. very first episode, I gave my brother a homework assignment. Mm-hmm. You know it, it's tough. You know trying to get network TV and 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 send him a link to a show, but he said he had never not watched not one episode of Black Ish. Yes, sir. And I sent him a link. He mm-hmm. said he watched Black Ish. Yes, sir. What you think? One of the challenges I have with watching TV, I look into it. It's not, uh, I think I look so much into it until it's not entertaining. I look at the undertone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most you definitely. Know? So as I look into them, and one of, one of the favorite movies I ever watched was The Usual Suspect, or The Unusual Suspect. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have to, you watched it, then after it's over again, you watched it again, it had a different perspective on it. But as I watched the movie, The Blackish, it's just, man, things that I noticed that I can't ignore. I, I can't look at it from just an entertainment standpoint. Right, right, right. You know, Most just definitely. like, oh man, it was a good movie. I just liked it, it was just entertaining. No, I always look, I'm a black man, I look for the black man in the movie. Yeah. And I think it's Anderson, a- uh, Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Real, real funny comedian. Yeah. 
One of the first things I noticed was he wasn't a very strong alpha man. No, he he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not. Because he actually has a and there's some and I don't think that episode had Lawrence Fishburne as pops. I never seen him in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is, is his pops and he, he he kind of is the alpha in the show. But in that particular episode, I don't mm-hmm. think Lawrence Fishburne was in there. So you you right on that. He's okay. not. He's yeah, not. I, okay. I, did, I never I didn't I've never seen the one with him in it. But that, I picked that up. Yeah. Because I look for stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and I noticed that it was all you know. He was supposed to have to fill out the girl's paperwork yeah. so she can uh, uh, get housing. Right, get housing. This is you know because they did they actually doing a spinoff. Okay. So this is like season two or season three. So the daughter is actually going to college, and I mm-hmm. guess they're they're doing a spinoff of Blackish when she goes to college. So yeah, so yeah, so okay. he was supposed to. So the episode is when I don't even know the girl's name, but she was going to you know college and. Mm-hmm. He didn't put the he didn't send off her um housing form for thing for housing. Yeah. Right. So she didn't get it. So uh she's calling him and she's like, What do you mean I don't have housing? She's like, What happened? Then she called her mom and her mom is more of an alpha. She's more of a Right, Tracy I, Ellis I Ross with a little I'm, sexy I'm, self. Yeah, yep. she ain't ugly. And uh <laughs> she ain't ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she she had a more uh Dominant role, yeah, in the family. She's more like the head of the household, yeah. you know, uh, head of the household. Hold instead of you know just married, filing jointly. She's the head of the household for tax. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is tax time. Tax time. <laughs> so she finally head of household. <laughs> and I say that because she's like, you know, mom, I didn't get, my, you know, I don't have housing. What happened? You know, so dad's on the phone. Like he's tracing his steps. I did this, I did that. He's right. like, oh, my God, I passed by this, and I, I saw that. Right, saw the McRib. Saw some food or something yeah. like this, and you know they got them back, you know. Right. And then the form is on the floor, you know. Number one, it, it wasn't very responsible right. for a black man not to make sure that his daughter his baby had girl. housing baby girl. on a college campus for the first time. Right. You know, when you think about college campuses, if uh, more than likely, if, you know, somebody who has not lost their virginity or experienced any kind of voyage, they are going to do it. More than likely, with the exception of Erica, the Miss America girl that came to here, which was a wonderful example of yeah. being raining abstinent, and I'm glad she was from here. Right. And that was very unique and unprecedented. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, we might have to get her on. Shout out to Erica Harrell. I went right. to. That's her name? What's her name? Erica Harrell. Erica, Erica yeah, I'm going to have to get her on. Okay. I, I, know, I know her family. Oh, yeah. okay. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely make that call. Yes, sir. Good, 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 good. But, you know, just, I just thought about it. But anyway, yeah. this is a man, and his job is a protector, is a provider, is to make, th- make sure things are taken care of because that's what you do in your family. Yeah. That's what I do in, our family, in my family. So to make sure those things take place, you know, you have to be proactive. And for him to forget to take care of that and her not have housing says something about his level of, you know, irresponsibility or responsibility. So I picked up on that. So I'm like, okay, fine. And she was like, you forgot. You know, she was more like fussing at him like he a little boy, like a little child. That's, I mean, that's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, hey. that's your responsibility. Yeah. You know? And then even his daughter, like, you know what? Like, you know what? Forget it. I'll take care of myself. Right. And, you know, for a man to lose that type of respect and, you know, that 
position of provider and protector, she's like, you know what? Just don't even worry about it. I can't. In, in other words, I can't depend on you. I do it myself. Whatever. Pretty much. And then she had to go in front. And then of she the, had yeah. to go in front of. Them. But before she went there, it showed her initial uh, reaction when she saw this boy. Initially, she was ready to throw herself down at him. You know. Right. You know, just hey, whatever, whatever. I join, whatever, whatever. Right. And you know, and and that's another thing. You know. So here it is, she's telling her father, I got this, but then she's ready to submit herself and get under this guy who she don't even know. She really don't know. And then the white girl, he's more like, like hold on for a minute, like, damn, don't throw yourself way out there, you know. <laughs> but anyway, this also is good. picked up on the fact that I got you. her best friend or her first friend was a Caucasian. Yeah. So they're introducing more social engineering where it's more of an interracial whole thing, you know. And uh, here it is, this young black girl in college, going before her, white professors, telling them this and that, and they immediately empower her, okay? You're going to be over, once again, black female, over this, this, and this. So it shows her coming out, and now she's the boss. And then she got the black male here who's under her, and the other white female who's under her. So she's this little girl who's not a boss because they're going to do something special with the housing and whatever the case may be. But I look at... Uh, different roles that the people play. Yeah. You know, so I don't have the mindset in my house like, well, you know, whatever she says. I mean, I'm not disrespectful. I don't run through the house, you know, saying, you know, I got this, this mind, y'all be quiet. I don't, you don't have to do that. Men don't have to announce what they do. If they do what they're supposed to do, they don't have to ever, ever, ever say, I'm the head of this house. That ain't necessary. Right. It goes Just without saying. Do. Yeah. You know? Goes without they, saying. They know that. And, you know, I'm sure you can attest to this. Your wife will let them know, hey, that's your father. Yeah. Just right. Hey, that, that's your father. And that woman is not going to let the child disrespect that man who is, hey, that's the head of our house. He yeah. does this. He does this. He does this. He doesn't have time to do this. He's doing this. He's making sure this is taken care of. So I didn't get that. That's what I look for in movies that we are in. I don't know who wrote it or directed it or produced it or the executive produced it. I don't know who did that. But I love to see us in a role that counters that whole Willie Lynch syndrome. You know? Yeah. I love seeing us as a black man being the head of the house, like it's like, like in the Bible, somewhere it states, you know, Christ is the head of the man, the man is the head of the woman, and the woman is the head of the children. So there's a submitting. There's the children submit to the mom, the mom submit to the uh, husband, the husband submit to Christ. But submit means just, you know, agree. Yeah. And when you're touching and agreeing on the truth, then there's stability in the house. So that's what I got out of it. I didn't get this whole big old entertainment or the little funny stuff and the nuances. I ignore that stuff and look at, well, you know, yeah. the, the engineering, the social engineering part that they're, you know, trying to push onto society. It's really they're just pushing the black man completely, you know, out of the picture as being a strong, you know, black man. That's the part I look for. Because yeah. I want my sons to grow up to be a strong black man. I want them to grow up to know that they have to provide. And I want you to grow up to, you know, your wife shouldn't have to work. You take care of this. That's your responsibility. Yeah. You know? So, hey, somebody got to be first generation. Somebody got to be second generation. Somebody got to be third generation. Even when I go to do, uh, I have contracts to do work on people's houses. When I go there... Man, it depends on where, man. If I'm in an affluent neighborhood, the woman doesn't have to work if she doesn't want to. They don't even think about the money part or, you know, we both got to work. 
We both got to have money coming. That's more of a poor class, middle class type situation, you know. You know, Kim ain't going out, you know, doing extra lap dances to pay the light bill. <laughs> they ain't got to do that. No. No, you know, they just, I mean, it's amazing. People just walk around filming them doing everyday stuff. Everyday stuff. You know, so they're not like, oh, my God. I and that's what I'm shot. saying. You know? People be like, what is her talent? Her talent is staying relevant <laughs> to get that money. And, it, it's and if, if it's that easy, then how come you can't do it? I say, don't knock her. Don't I'll keep her. up with them. You know don't what I'm be, saying? Don't like, be mad with them. You might. I mean, listen. The show is keeping up with the Kardashians. You can't judge if you don't keep up with them. How you going to sit up here and say, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to watch. And if you don't watch, then don't judge it. Don't say nothing because you can't judge. judge judgment, anytime, even in court, if, you know, anytime the judge makes or renders a decision, he looks at the evidence. He looks at the facts. He hears both sides. Yeah. So you cannot even render a judgment until you have at least heard or seen the content. And once you hear it and see it, you may not have the same mindset opposed to your preconceived notions in the beginning. Like, you know what? I don't like that. Have you seen it? Nope. That's, that's, that's like mixed feeling and controversy. Why don't you look at it first and then decide? Or leave it alone. Just say, I don't know. Leave it alone. No comment. Leave it alone. But I really liked it. It's not something that I watch right, regularly. Right, right. Me either. You know, I wouldn't put stock in it. I do watch uh, Shark Tank. I love watching Shark Tank. Yeah, Shark Tank is dope. I love watching that because I'm a businessman. Yeah. I love uh, uh, Marcus, the, the prophet. Marcus, I think, Lamona, something like that. But he's a prophet. Profit, you know, where it's making money, profit. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I watch that and I love, you know, listening to Robert Kiyosaki, Wallace C. Waddles, Bob Proctor. I listen to the Minister all the time. I listen to Joe Olstein. I listen to these different things, you know, that uh, I know is going to. Oprah got a dope podcast, Super Soul. You I, know. Yeah, I'd say I never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, but as long as it's positive, man, that's fine. Yeah, Every yeah. now and then I, I, I listen to something that uh, has some kind of recreation or some type of. Uh, I don't know, silly fun to it every now and then. Yeah, but for the yeah, most yeah. part, man, I'm an advancing man. Yeah, for sure. And as an advancing man, I'm always thinking about advancing. I want things to be better. Yeah, I got, I got a couple I got a couple, couple messages this week saying, man, your, your, your co-host is, is a smart man. Another one was like, he's dope. Okay. <laughs> I, hey, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> I said... I said, I said that, that's why. That's why this. <laughs> and then, then my guy Hub just texted me. He said, "I listened to episode two. He said, "Man, this could blow." He he's in New, he was in New York. He's like, "Man, this could blow." Oh no, it's gonna pop. It's gonna pop because it's genuine. Yeah, we having fun. We, yep. you know, what I'm saying. It's, listen, man, it's organic. It's natural. You know, it's not pretentious. It's just natural. Yeah. We're, we're in a good environment. It's peaceful. You got everything hooked up. It's set up. You know what you're doing. You bring the right content. And by the way, you know, Brother Kenny, he, he decides what's going to take place on the show. He decides that. I mean, he asks me what I think, but he lines it up. We're going to talk about this, 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 and this. I'm like, okay, man, no problem. And so whatever he puts as my homework or my assignment, you know, he can tell that I'm, I'm looking into it. You know, I'm like a scientist. I'm a bean soup scientist. I'm looking into it. I'm looking at what the word Chicago means, where it came from. What does boycott mean? You know, from somebody named Charles Cunningham boycott. I'm like, I wouldn't even thought about looking for this. And how did it come to be boycott? We're going to boycott you. It came from another name. But all of this content comes from what he decides. This is what we're going to do. 
I don't have a problem with it whatsoever because it's working. I think it's wonderful. Did you watch The Shy? I watched The Shy. I certainly did. Came on with this guy riding a bike who I thought was a girl for the first five minutes. Yeah, he had a lot of hair. <laughs> had a lot of hair. So he's riding a bike. So, and I'm watching it myself. Jesus, we all watching it. You know, okay. And uh, it's amazing, man. That because, sex scene, what, what happened with the sex scene? Well, as far as them watching it? Yeah. No, I ain't going to turn it off. If I could watch it, they could watch it. Okay, yeah. She didn't have no, no titties, but you know. Yeah, they, I mean, and, and you know, the thing is, when I saw it on Netflix, they kind of blurred it out. Oh, Okay. You know, I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. If it, if it showed, that's fine. Even with those, uh, the $2,000 sex doll, we just showed it. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, yeah, this yeah. was here. You know, yeah. one of the things, when, ch- when, when parents hide certain things, hey, who, who should teach your, sex, your children sex education? The school? Nah. Or your parents? No, nah, right. Who should teach your children drug education? The school? Right, who nah. should teach your children financial education? The school? Who should be your guidance counselor? The school? Or your parents? Right. You're gonna send your child to the guidance counselor to try to figure out what you want to do, and you know your child better than them. Come right. on. You're gonna send your child to be a scientist and they they making straight F's in chemistry class. Come on, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. So, so yeah, yeah, they watched it. I mean, they had the sex dolls and the silicone, and this man put them in different positions and they showed the vagina and showed the butthole that you can move all around and her skin, the nipples and everything is soft. You can design it however you want it. You know, I'm looking at it, no matter where he moving. You don't see no metal parts. You don't see no mechanical stuff. It's yeah. just, I'm like, man, that's amazing. I think it's crazy. Everybody different. Everybody got a hobby. That's on there. Right. But yeah, but the the, the, the sex scene before his mom came in. Right, know, right, 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 right. <laughs> so, you know, they doing this and that. I, I, you know, I, I was very happy because they didn't, it wasn't nasty. It wasn't raunchy. Right. And whoever wrote it or produced it. Or director said, you know, well, no, we're not going to show y'all just getting all grindy and nasty and stuff like that. It's just, you know. I'm going to send you the writer. Kind of I'm going to send you a couple interviews. She done, She did a couple press runs, so I'm going I'm to okay. send, okay. send you the links to just have her kind of provide context and content. That's good. But, I, yeah. I appreciate it. I like it. I'm, I'm going to watch it again. The shot. I'm, I'm going to watch it again because it just, it's a mirror. I mean, just like it's going out, showing what's going on. It's not exaggerated and it's not diminished. It's like, hey, it's just going around. This is this is what's going on. And then, you know, when the um when the little boy saw the dead body, it's amazing. It's like it's like no big deal. Like me seeing a dead body, I wouldn't have had the same reaction as this child. Right. He wasn't like, oh my God, this is cr-. man, he's so desensitized to it. It's like, oh man, you know, like like he, he wasn't in awe, wasn't in shock. You know, it was man, body still warm, just got killed. Man, he got them cheap checked them pockets. He got that got that chain, got them shoes. Man, he was going about his business. And if I see a dead body, man, it wouldn't cross my mind. I'd be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, man, let's get him some help. But he must have either seen or known this is so normal until it's like, oh, well, and I hit a lick. And it's like, no big deal. And then here he is. But I did like his business savvy. He's going to the Arab dude, going to yeah. the store. Hey, look, how much for this? Yeah, so this. Chicago. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's expected. So Chicago. Hey, check this out, man. How much you pay for it? You don't worry about that. Hey, 17 cent. Look, I give you this. You make this. You make some money. Boom. He's like, all right, you know what? This time, but fine. Go on about your business. So Chicago. But I mean, that's Chicago. That's that That's that quick with it. That's, yep. that's what it is. That's just, that's how it is. Down here, it's called eight bucks. Okay. It's going to cost 20 bucks. Okay. You just pay what it is. It's expected that you don't try to come with a little comeback. It's just how it is. So I like that. And uh, I like the fact, you know, his mom like, okay, what's your name? The girl on the bed. Yeah. You hungry? 
<laughs> you want some bacon? We ain't got bacon. We got yeah, coffee. You yeah, come on, come let's on, go. man. Sure, you just know. Just like no, it's hey. just normal. normal. Now, when I do that, no, you can't. You, you, that ain't happening. Right. In my, in the, no, because it's already stuff like, look. Number one, you ain't gonna be sneaking nobody up in this house. I got rules, regulations, and bylaws. That's why it's very important for the man to be there, or, or the woman to say, no, we ain't doing this. We're not doing this. And then he dropping the child off, going this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, no, you yeah, you gotta see it. episode. I ain't, I ain't watched you know? episode three, but I've seen episode two. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's gonna, it, it's yeah. But it just shows you, man. It's a generational curse. I remember Bishop Gwen was talking about. We got to break those generational curses. Yeah, you don't have to do the same thing your parents did. You don't have to. I mean, you can break that generational curse. When people say, you know, when the doctors say, well, you know, you're gonna have diabetes because your father had it. No, how did he get it? Okay, he had a lot of starchy foods, a lot of potatoes, a lot of uh, pasta, a lot of sugar, and he got diabetes. You don't have to die from the same thing your parents died from. Yeah. If your parents smoked and they died from cancer, why are you smoking cigarettes? If you watch your uncle die from cirrhosis of the liver, drink every now and then. You know? So it goes back to our intro. The Jenkins household, we we, we, we get, we, we own it. Yes, sir. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and I, Man, that's admirable, you know, because uh, I think Zig Ziglar said, uh, don't tell people your go-up goal. You tell them your give-up goal. Yeah. If you're going to give up something, tell them. That way yeah. people are not going to hate on you, and they will support you in it. But when you tell them you're going to advance, and you're in the office with a lot of other salespeople, you tell them how you're going to be the number one salesman, you're not making very good friends in that office. But if you tell them you're going to give up cigarettes, I'm going to give up this, I'm giving up bad habits, People will support you in that, giving up a bad habit. You will not find very many people that will support you in a go-up. I'm going to do this. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I think that's good, and it's good to continue to put it out there. And people will help hold you accountable in a very nice way, like, how's that going? Hey, man, how's that going? I fell off. No. Man, I broke it. I broke my – no, you ain't broke. You, You didn't break your word. You didn't break your cycle. You didn't break your habit. You just bent it. Just keep bending it and keep replacing it with something else, you know? So what helps me, I get out of the shower, I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, shit, man, you need to work on that, <laughs> you know? All That's right. a good motivator. All right. You know, like, hey, you need to work on that just a little bit at a time. Like, everybody know what they need to work on. Everybody know what they need to work on. Everybody know how they want to be. And I've seen pictures, before and after pictures, that were so complete transformation, it eliminates everybody's excuses. Everybody's. Doesn't matter whether you've had a gastrointestinal or not. It does not matter. I've seen people go from this all the way to here, and it covered everybody in between. So nobody in between got no excuses. I don't care what it is. Ain't got no gym. They just did that at the house. All they did was start walking. They started with one push-up. Now they're up to 10 push-ups a day. And that's where they are. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where they are. They ain't worried about nobody else. Yeah. Man, I lost one pound in a whole month. People like, that's all. Wait a minute. But I've been gaining one every two months. I lost one in a month. Right. So I lost one pound in one month. Hey, so if I lost one pound, that'll be 12 pounds off in a year. In a year. That's track I'm on. Opposed to gaining a pound, if you gain one pound a year, in 10 years, you're 10 pounds overweight. In 20 years, you 20 pounds overweight. In yep. 30 it years, adds you up. 30 pounds overweight. It adds up. So just slow that cycle down and go about your business. 
You don't tell people who you know ain't got good sense. Man, I I'm happy. Hey, we 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 just gonna close it down. Yes, sir. There's been a there's been a lot of content, a long <laughs> podcast. It's black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. We coming. Yes, sir. And you know we covered. Look like we covered everything that you said. You everything. Covered. We covered everything. We've been here for a minute. I, I I done lost track of time. That's how much fun I'm having. Yes, sir. And you know what? We've done less productive things with more time. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll sit down and watch, you know, binge watch The Matrix three, four hours, like no big deal. Yeah. So for us to talk about something that's very valuable and it's going to help us as a person, as a people, as a community and humanity, we cool. Yes, sir. So, yeah, we're we, we going to go ahead and shut it down. We're going to say peace to the planet. Peace to the planet. Peace to the planet. And and, and, and may peace be unto you. Right. And, I, and I want my brother to just go ahead and, and, and give it to you. In 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 the, in the whole, you know, N O I F O I. <laughs> what does may peace be unto you in the in in, in the Arabic language? In the Arabic language, it's Assalamu alaikum. That means peace be unto you. Peace and, be unto and, you. And that's what Jesus would say to everybody he knew. Assalamu alaikum. He didn't speak English, and that's another thing for another time. Man, we coming. <laughs> Black, Black coffee, coffee, no, no sugar, sugar, no, no cream. cream. We out. <laughs> we out. <laughs> See, I like.